Hey friends, welcome back to another glorious episode of Fake Nerds Watch. I'm Ryan. I got Sparks here. It is my purpose to be here. It is his purpose, and I got my favorite TVA agent himself, Ben Magnet, right here. You would say we're all burdened with this purpose. Burden. You know what? I feel almost blessed to talk about these three episodes of Loki season two. Um, I'm just going to come out with it. I, I love this. I love the last three episodes. I think. I think specifically when you finish a season, I'm going to bring WandaVision up. Sure. Like, I think WandaVision is a much better show than a lot of people give credit for, including me, because that finale was a stinker. Yeah. And I don't think about that as much because of the way it ends. Right. And when I think of the way season two of Loki ends, I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of shades away some, a lot of the, crit- well, not a lot of the criticism, but like some of the problems I remember having in the first three episodes yeah. uh, of the season. I remember specifically, Sparks, at the end of our last conversation, uh, uh, you said, and then we agreed with like, I think I know how the season's going to play out. Like we think, you know, with Victor Timely and the loom and all that stuff. And like, I was very much surprised at the end of episode four and I loved episode five and I love episode six. So I'm curious how you guys are feeling at the end of the season of Loki. Uh, I'll go um, as an end to Loki. I really love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like part of, you know, our predictions you just alluded to where we were all anticipating more seasons of the show beyond this one. Um, and I'll admit, even as we're going to talk about this, there's a part of me that still kind of wishes we had that. Yeah. There's a part of me that feels like ultimately for the amount of character and storytelling that was present in the show, three seasons would have been the sweet spot. Sure. If this is where we were heading. Um, and I'll say like the ending is brilliant. Um, one of my favorite things in the MCU. Yeah. I, I think it's so wonderful to see such a character arc landed this way. The journey to get there was not as smooth as uh, well fulfilled as I think it could have been with the the materials that were on the table, and we'll kind of get into that. And I, it's 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 going to be weird because it's not entirely the fault of these episodes, but there is just as the season information that I think is lacking. Yeah, I'd agree with that. How are you feeling about this one, Ben? I am feeling. Actually, I'm feeling very. Oh God, what's the word? There, there is an emotion that that there is an emotion. There's a feeling. I, I would say satisfied, but I'm feeling. I think content is more mm. the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Now, I not to say that I'm not satisfied. I most certainly am. This was, this was a good ending, and I'm not saying this was like an ending like we had at the end of Avengers uh, Endgame ending, but this to me was a good ending for a character that we've been following for years. Sure. Over a decade at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and to me, I, at first, uh, I think I'm just so used to the MCU th- trope of how there's always like at the end of an episode, the end of a, or not episode, end of a season, end of a big thing. There's always a teaser. There's always a post credits thing to tease the next thing or the tease something else. Loki will return. Yeah. 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 Something like that. And the fact that there isn't, I'm actually like, okay with oddly yeah. enough i don't I, I know that's me jumping way to the end of, to the very very end but that's the thing that really sticks with me now episodes episode four i loved it it was um i thought it was great i mean we'll get more more into it but five and six were just that i'm like this is what marvel could do this, to me this was peak marvel television yeah. and it uh, was it, it was fantastic 
um, before we go too much further, um, we are talking season two, episode four, Heart of the TVA, uh, which is directed by Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson. All all the episodes are, so I won't repeat that again. Um, and uh, episode four is written by Eric Martin and Catherine Blair. Episode five is science slash fiction, which is just written by Eric Martin. And so is the finale, Glorious Purpose, just written by Eric Martin. I uh, I got to say, like, you know, with the writer strike and, and, and the actor strike and all that and like getting writers rooms, like that's very important. Yes. Um, I'm very glad that's happening. Having a vision with only one writer and one like co-writer for one episode, but having one writer for an entire season can really harm you in the case of like secret invasion, I think. I think with something like Loki, Eric Martin did write on that first season and he was kind of upgraded to season two when Michael Wadron went to go do uh, right. Doctor Strange and he's doing King Dynasty and, and that kind of stuff. So yeah. like Eric Martin was already a guy in the in the room. So like he was able to, I think, pretty naturally take over, except for the side characters, which we'll get into. But my biggest problem is like unser- uh, serving the side characters like uh, B-15 uh, uh, Sylvie specifically, like, like she really gets a short end of the stick in this season, considering she's like a main character in season one. Well, but, I, but we'll get to that. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I think you're pointing at something that I would also bring up as the thing, which is that, um, no slight personally on Eric Martin. Yeah. Doesn't seem very good at writing women. Yeah. Um, or know what to this, do with them. <laughs> or know what to do with them because yeah. this season, like that is one of my big problems is all the female characters are suffering. Yeah. Uh, Renslayer, Sylvie, yeah. I think the worst. Um, and then just wasting Wumi Musaku. B15, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't even know why they brought her back if it, this was all they were going to have her do. Yeah. Um, honestly. Like, yeah. That, it, yeah, we will get into it th- throughout the episodes. Um, and again, it is one of the things where like, that that really bums me out. Uh, and this is not me like uh, washing over the criticism, but like at the end of the day, this is a show about Loki. So I'm glad that Loki really got served. Because if everybody got underserved, I'd be really mad about right. that. But like, so uh, we'll get into that. But um, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, uh, uh, who directed a lot of the season, they directed, for my opinion, the two best episodes of Moon Knight, which were the pilot and the two episode where it's like a spooky, a spooky horror episode. Right. Uh, and now they have been uh, uh, promoted to now they are going to be Daredevil directors as well. So like, I think Marvel really got a really talented pair of guys. Uh, they like I mentioned in my in the first review, they're like hardcore sci-fi indie directors. And like Marvel likes to swoop up the indie guys, but I really think they found a good uh, a good cohesion of, yo, we work with the MCU and with Kevin Feige, but we could put our own spin on it. Like this show is stylish as hell. It's directed really well. It looks good. I think it's acted. I think the guys, these guys can direct uh, actors really well. Yes. And I think like they really lucked out with getting these directors. Uh, again, like I don't want everybody. I don't want the same people directing everything at Marvel, yeah. but like if this is the one of the directions you're going, like I'm glad you got these guys because Benson and Moorhead, like truly, like they got it, man. Like they're so talented. I I, I think they're fantastic. I agree. Um, I, I, in a direction standpoint, I fully agree. I think I think the direction of these three episodes was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, let's. Uh, it's it's there's we can do some jumping around, but let's try just like Loki. And, let's try and do some episode four discussion. Yeah, I think because episode four, yeah, that's uh, it's after they got Victor Timely, they got to fix the loom. Uh, there's a lot of great, there's a lot of great interactions between Ob and Victor uh, uh, and all that stuff, which again all comes back in again to episode six. So I'm trying to remember what actually happened yes. in episode four. Um, yeah, yeah. So episode episode four is where we have uh, you know the the very gruesome uh, elimination of um, the other general. And oh, all of the uh, time agents as Miss Minutes. That's right. That's the, that's the cube. The cube yeah. episode. That is a good episode. Yeah. Man, look at that. Um, that. That that episode was messed up. Yes. Uh, I mean, it was. Sorry. Um, no. Go it ahead. was messed up, but in a way that it just it just made oddly enough, it just made sense 
on why Renslayer would do that. And the second she was able to get um, Brad, uh, the other hunter on her side, Zaniac. it was just like, oh, you're, you're screwed. You're digging your own grave here, but you don't even know. And it was just like, ooh, ooh, you know, set chills down your spine to see her just like take everyone out like that. Renslayer's not, yes, I agree. As a moment, it's very powerful. Um, Renslayer's not really in five and six. So I think this is a good opportunity to focus on her. Yeah. Which um, I think the fact that Renslayer's only in two episodes of this season, given the weight of what we anticipated from her mm -hmm. from the first season, that is one of the reasons why I sit here and I'm like, really like where we ended up. But I do think we maybe needed another season of six episodes. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Renslayer is the worst uh, developed of the characters, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, her motivations remain... Like, I understand it in a... They stated, I want to stabilize the TVA. Yeah. Basically put it back in order. And I'm like, okay. But I don't get the why. And I really don't get the why as she's uncovering more information about how her past has been messed with her. I don't understand her angle at all. Yeah. Um, And that really sucks. It feels like a true missed opportunity with this character yeah i felt mm -hmm. real quick ben because i know you want to say something uh i felt like with that box scene where she's getting rid of all the other all the other tva agents and like i thought that was going to be like all right she is she is becoming the super villain that, right. that she will be for the rest of the season uh and again like i like how episode four ends with literally all of reality kind of going away like like they really had to make a choice of like do we want to develop her more if we know she's not going to be in it much and like that it's I almost wish she wasn't even in the season because like the little that we did get, it's it's very hollow of a character. And again, like I like Miss Minutes being weird and quir quirky, but like it doesn't really serve anything. Like we don't really get any more Miss Minutes either after that, except for the very end, like for one second. So like yeah. there's a bunch of characters who unfortunately get like just totally underserved uh, when they're yeah. kind of like brought to us on a platter in the season. And then it's like, here's the platter, but we're just going to drop it. Well, and like my biggest thing is that, sorry, Ben, um, you go ahead. No, I was, I actually 100% agree. I think that this Loki would have benefited from a third season because of all, the, I wouldn't say they're plot holes because, I mean, everything does kind of, um, you know, it, it evens itself out. But I was expecting to see, to witness more Renslayer and Miss Minutes just wreaking absolute havoc on the TVA. Essentially, there's two different factions of the TVA, the, the side of Loki and the side of Renslayer. And they're, they're just all going after at it and i do agree with sparks i love how we where we ended up not very not a lot of times can shows have a very rocky journey but then the ending be like oh, okay you you nailed the ending but everything before that it just feels is hot would hollow be the correct description i feel no, like yeah, it's more hollow than anything for, for certain characters the thing is like i wouldn't say any of the episodes in season two are necessarily bad no i don't think they no, are no. Um, and I think they're they're moving things forward. The problem is that like there's just not enough time. There's not enough yeah. time for these characters. There's not enough time for Renslayer and Miss Minutes. And frankly, like it does feel like there should have naturally been a middle season that was about them being the bad guys. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. a third season that was more about the loom destruction being inevitable. All of this could have happened, um, and it would be even closer to when the multiverse movie like Secret Wars is going to happen too. So yeah. Yeah. What I was kind of hoping. Because at the end of episode three, when Miss Minutes tells Renslayer, I know a big secret about you, and it's going to make yes. you really mad. And then it opens in episode four, and it opens with Renslayer and He Who Remains at the end of time, and he wipes her memory. I would have thought Renslayer would go on the warpath. Yes. I was hoping. 
I was hoping for Slayer and Miss Minutes because Miss Minutes, her motivation is clear. She got rejected by He Who Remains, so mm-hmm. she's like, "Yeah, I got I got jilted by a guy who, as an artificial intelligence, I fell in love with. I want revenge." And it's it's just she's revealed that information at the top of episode four, and then I don't feel like that changes the trajectory of the things she's doing. Like, nope. she's just trying to put the TVA back to the way it was. If any, it didn't alter yeah. how she's going about things. And it didn't give, there's never a moment that's given to her for like il, 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 illuminating that she is trying to set a different path for the yeah. TVA that is like now her own path. Because there's like this implication that they're like, we're going to do things differently from he who remains. And I'm like, nothing they do structurally actually diverts away from the path he who remains ever established for the TVA. They're never given the time to develop that. So it's it's just like, it's kind of meaningless. And it's really funny because this whole entire season is about time. <laughs> so yeah, and it's like yeah. some characters just don't get enough time because they have to focus There's on one so point much where she's stuff. like, where she's like, this place is falling apart and I'm going to stabilize the loom. And I'm like, honestly, if that's your goal, you should be, hate- you should just be working with Loki. Yeah. And then you can the betray him right not, at the end. And it's not even present enough for, for why you distrust that they're fixing it. Like it's, it's just not there again. It, timely in episode, episode three is even like, why aren't you guys working together? So, Cause I don't trust him. I'm like, okay, but you guys literally have the same goal. Right. Uh, like, I like, definitely like not trusting Sylvie, whatever. That's fine. I get it. Like you can hold the, like, she's the one who killed him thing, but mm-hmm. like Loki Mobius and, and, and Ouroboros and B-15 are all actively working to f- save the TVA, protect the loom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If her goal is not necessarily put it back on the path of he who remains, but just keep, re-maintain the TVA, and the primary thing is keep it from blowing up, it doesn't make sense why she's working contradictory to them. Yeah. And, like, there's never a moment given for, like, what her what she's trying to do. She's just basically there to cause chaos. If- and, and, like, it's... Li- it, it bothers me because it makes it feel like not only does she not have the information, mm-hmm. she doesn't care about getting information to be better at it. She's just, just like aimlessly continuing forward without thinking. Once, once she's revealed to basically be his second in command, and then like, oh, I'm going to take that away from you. She should have been. She should have been radicalized in two either two ways. Like even way way more evil, or be like, oh no, I do need to save the TVA. It doesn't seem like way. it changes her. Character. It doesn't. It doesn't. And like we, def- I definitely remember thinking like, oh man, it's gonna be a big reveal in the next episode. And then it's kind of like it does amount to nothing. And again, like what? when man, it's so hard because like the last two episodes are are kind of just basically washing everything away. And it's like we're just gonna focus on like like the emotional core of the storytelling. And it's like, yeah. then maybe you guys shouldn't have focused so hard on half these characters like right. for this yeah. season. Again, like Renslayer, and like we can talk about her ending because again, like it's 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 very brief in episode six. But like she shows up where Eliath is, and like we see purple smoke, and people are like theorizing oh that's not a lie maybe it's king i'm like no y'all did you watch loki season one like it's a lie it's a lie it's a big smoke monster yeah um yeah so like it just feels like that character is kind of just like they're like we we can't do anything with this character so we're just gonna we're just not gonna worry about it which kind of does yeah and it does feel like at that point just take her away and leave her for another story to pick up and tell another time yeah like if she got to show up with another king down the road i'd be like whatever that's fine yeah like at least there's something there yeah yeah, honestly, I completely forgot about Renslayer. Like after she gets pruned, okay. and, then we, I, and then episodes five and six happen. But when she shows up at the very end of episode six, after you know, in the in the the prune lands or whatever it's called, I my initial reaction was, "Oh yeah, that happened." And then I'm like, yeah. oh, "She was actually on a war on an arc that I was actually interested to see." And then it just got cut off at the knees. Essentially, I'll tell you what though, like. 
I, I, she's definitely underserved, but like the moment she gets pruned, I didn't expect it. Yeah, no, no that's what, good. And that's what I love. That's what like, again, like I do have a lot of problems, but like a lot of them do get washed over just because of like the boldness of like the last like two and a half episodes of just like, yo, we're just gonna like just go wild. Um, and yeah. yeah, like Renslayer gets underserved, but I feel like a lot of other people like really get to like shine. Yeah. I will say as much as there, I, I do agree with Ryan. I do have some problems with that, with the ending of like, or at least with the how some characters are treated, but the way episode four ends where time, cause like the whole time you're trying, you're getting hyped up you're And then the second he runs out and he just disintegrates and he gets spaghettified. I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah. And everyone else is just looking and just how it ends with Loki's eyes closing and the, and the, the blinding light comes to it. And I'm like that, what it was one of those endings it kind of reminded me of back when you're you were watching network television i like maybe the the penultimate episode of heroes and it was like this big cliffhanger and you're, you're just screaming at the tv like no give me more and you have to wait another week to find out what happens next and it's just and you're just it's itching at you because you want to know what happened it was shocking like like it again because like, like as much as i've liked a lot of the, the mcu shows in the past like I don't feel like, let me think, like, I like She-Hulk, but I don't think it's, like, groundbreaking, like, something like this happens, right? I really like the show, but, like, same with, like, Secret Invasion, nothing happens like that. Like, I like Miss Marvel, but nothing happens. Like, this was, like, I didn't I didn't think they would do something like this. And again, they, in a way, well, no, because I, I was going to say, like, they don't do much with it, but I'm like, that's not true, because the end of the thing, it's like, Loki becomes, like, god of the multiverse, basically. So, like, it's really cool that they're like, no, we will take big risks, and, like, cynically i don't think this is the end we see of loki i think he will show up in like the last avengers movie but like this is like the ending for the character loki tom hiddleston said it he's like yo like i'm done for now so like and it feels like a really good ending it does and like that's not something i could say about a lot of these even the movies like like it's a really truly satisfying ending uh but as a tony and steven yeah yeah like that like if this is like like this is movie quality like like good shit i feel that Tom Hiddleston's Loki has gone on. I mean, obviously Loki has gone on such a journey of being like villain, not villain, villain, you know, a roller coaster of a ride. And for him to get knocked out or not, not for him to get taken off the board in Infinity War and to have him come back and see that, you know, that pompous ass of him in from season one or from the event from 2012 Avengers. And just to see him grow again has been just like, props to tom hiddleston because he obviously loves this character yeah and he is giving his absolute all like the stark contrast from season one of loki to season two of loki is night and day and it's amazing i'm not saying it's he's a one-to-one contrast of him at say the end of ragnarok or at the end of uh, or at the beginning of infinity war but he's definitely grown as a character twice (laughs) yeah yeah um i i I agree with everything you're saying. Um, I think the the ability. I, I'm going to try and stay on episode four and yeah. talk more about the finale. Later, yeah, yeah. But um, on on episode four, like there's there's more than a one. I think there's like three moments that are truly like, holy shit! I didn't think they were going to do that. Um, obviously, like timely, uh, d- like spaghettifying before the ex- the explosion of light, and it really did feel like one of those. It's one of those moments that like you don't even it, it it's it's about as close as you can get in the MCU to the end of infinity war. Yeah. Where it really mm-hmm. felt like, Oh damn. And like, 
or even just when you started Endgame and then five years later came up. Yeah. And you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, God, this is not what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and it's, and it's everyone's really, like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of as close to that kind of like wide openness that we've gotten for a long time um, in the MCU. And that feels really good. Yeah. It feels really good to be caught off guard and, and feel like, again, like comparing to when we last talked about it, feeling like we really had a handle on where it was going. Yeah. Um, that, that feels really awesome. Um, I, I think like, again, it is just a matter of episode four, I think capturing a lot of like, man, there's such wonderful stuff here. I wish I cared about half of the characters that it's happening with. Like the moments with Renslayer are fun. Like the moment with Ka uh, Cassell, uh, Raphael, Raphael Cassell yeah. playing Brad, yeah, yeah. where he gets possessed by Sylvie. Oh, that's so and comes good. in to prune her. Yeah, that's good. Really, really great acting moment. Yeah. I just like, I can't really give a shit about what Renslayer's doing anymore. Yeah. Or- mm -hmm. um, I kind of care more about Brad, if I'm being honest. Exactly. <laughs> or Miss Minutes, um, yeah. uh, you'll never be him. Yeah. To Kang as she reduces down to her base function. Mm -hmm. um, which was a cool look Which was fact. a cool moment, but I'm like, it was. I don't know, does this mean anything? Yeah, yeah. Though? I feel that. Um, And like, it's that, there wasn't enough time with Timely. Yeah. There wasn't enough time for the Renslayer Miss Minutes timely story in the middle of this. And I think the worst part about it is like, while there wasn't time for that, there also was no time for Sylvie. Yeah, um, I think of all the characters, Sylvie... Well, it's the most egregious because she's like... She's like a main character. There's, there's like... There's a trio at the front of Loki and then the characters like come down from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the trio is Loki, Mobius, and Sylvie. And Loki and Mobius are super well served this yeah. season. And mm -hmm. Sylvie, not so much. Yeah, um, I, yeah. And I, yeah. Really, I really like her in season one. And, and I just feel like she's mostly aimless. Episode four has a really big moment for me that um, was a big letdown in the Sylvie department because I was kind of rocking with like, okay, Sylvie's in this place, but like she's gonna... Part of my thing was that she's not really... I don't believe that she cares about Loki the way Loki cares about her. Yeah. And like I did in season one. Yes. But here I didn't. I'm not feeling it's that. Like I'm they, not reading that in the story. It's like at they all. got rid of it. Yes. It's like they like, oh, mm -hmm. don't no, don't on ship, one side. Don't ship them anymore. Like Loki still loves her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's there. But like she doesn't seem to love him or feel that way or feel complicated about it at all. Yeah. So there's something that was an exception to that that I didn't really touch much on the last time we did it. And it's when Loki's in the future at the TVA. Mm -hmm. And she sees him through those elevator doors and she's like, oh, there you are. Yeah. And there's like this happiness and relief that's on her face. And like now in context in episode four, that doesn't mean what I thought it meant. No. Like that, that their emotional point isn't there. Uh, what I thought I was chasing from episode one. I also felt like Kind of, that closing loop was a little bit lame. Like, mm -hmm. just you know, it's it was Loki who pruned himself, and I'm like, well, here's yeah, the right. thing. He's it's I. That's why I knew it was going to be Loki because like it it wouldn't be as satisfactory if it was anybody else. No, but then like, but then after that, the phone call is just like Ouroboros being like, "Where are you? Yeah. Get down here!" And I'm like, man, like all the interesting questions that three episodes no, yeah. later, it's like the answer <laughs> is like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, that yeah. There yeah. wasn't like, and and then there wasn't again, a, there then, wasn't a payoff. Yeah. And then again, if you look at like Sylvie's emotional place, because you see her, you see her in that episode, and she's really happy to see Loki. And then the next time you see Loki see her, she's not happy to see him mm -hmm. whatsoever. So you're like, oh, there's gonna be like something's gonna Growth. happen. Yeah, yeah. Nothing happens. Yeah. Like they have that conversation in the in the pie place, and like it's a good, it's a well written conversation. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it doesn't get her to that emotional place where that landed. 
Yeah. Right. And that's why I'm like, ah, do I... does what does like Sylvie's Sylvie's whole story this season felt like it was just like, I'm not going to care about anything until we're literally at the critical mass. Oops, I screwed up moment. And yes. now I have to think about it. And like, mm-hmm. it just, we talked about this with episode three, the fact that like, it shouldn't have had to come to the point of her staring timely in the face for her to consider what her actions meant. Yeah. And it shouldn't have had to come to the point where her universe is getting spaghettified for her to be like, Oh, now, now it's my problem. Yeah. That is. Yeah. This is I, one of the problems of having one writer do yeah. everything like they can't if they're yeah i get you yeah i do love yeah. how throughout episode four or excuse me episode five whatever like you see sylvie you see her in her life and she's going about her thing the stuff is slowly but surely getting turning into spaghetti her bag disappears sure. and her like, food disappears <laughs> her food disappears there's a guy walking who's off who's out of focus and he just suddenly just whoosh yeah, yeah, I love the just, effect too, man. Yeah, yeah. it's a, re- it's really cre- honestly. I feel like this spaghetti effect is a more traumatizing than Thanos dusting everyone. Sure, sure. You know, because this one, like with the the Thanos snap, yes, half the universe just turns into dust. But with this one, just seeing them turn into, or just not just the people, but everything, all of reality is just unwinding and unfurling. Just seeing that turn into the strands of reality. It is much it is visually more disturbing, I think. It's definitely more like visually appealing to like to like Yeah, visually appealing, but also visually terrifying because all of a sudden they just turn and they act they actually like they feel them unraveling. And it's so gosh, it's just so just ugh, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean when I say uh, I don't like it, I don't like um I mean I do. I think the the effect does what's supposed to do, but yeah, yeah. just it's more like, oh, this is more important than dust i know i know it's like yeah it's comparing apples to oranges but you know what i mean yeah uh i love i love the scene where they're like they're explaining what they have to do to the loom so ob has his like his he has his little like uh uh, diagram he's like it's not full scale like clearly bro we know (laughs) like the 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 future reference yeah despite you know what's going on with jonathan majors in real life um the the performance stuff going on between him and kihoi kwan as as these two characters that admire each other is really cute and really good um i think really well executed on that whole scene in in episode four is just is really great and again we come back to an episode six and it's it's just as good but like there's a little model and like oh look it's it's like mobius like that doesn't look anything like me like (laughs) and it's like clearly it's just like a little dude it's so great again like loki and mobius being done really well because you've got them like bickering over that looks like you that looks like me yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) that looks like you i love it and then it is a little weird that that timely is like so obsessed with chocolate like he has to go see it like that's that's one way to get someone out of our room i guess he's just he's super obsessed with the chocolate machine but it was cute it was weird the way they played it It, because i felt like i felt like he was doing it on like he was going to betray them. That's what I thought was going to happen. And, yeah. I, and I still thought it even up to the moment where the guy gets pruned because the way he turns around in a flourish, it's like it's like he does this, mm-hmm. and then someone's pruning him like he signaled it. Yeah. But then it's like, no, that's not it. And yeah, like, I thought oh, that was. I don't know what's happening. I thought that was just like a weird, really written, written and executed kind of scene. There yeah. were some moments in the last few episodes, especially episode four, like you guys were mentioning about the hot chocolate machine bit, that feel that they were trying to do something more important or something that had more of a gravitas to this to the show as mm-hmm. a whole and then it just fell flat but they didn't couldn't think of anything else to cover for it so they just said screw it let's we'll just leave it in we'll just roll with it yeah i feel like there's definitely could have been a, a 
I don't know. I don't want to know, I don't know a better way, but like, yo, I really want to go see this hot chocolate machine when we're trying to save the universe. I'm like, that could have yeah. been a better way to get him out of the room, I think. Could have, but yeah. Um, I really like when Sylvie challenges Mobius not caring enough about timeline, like you never went down, you never saw. Um, so it doesn't mean anything to you when it gets pruned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that was that was a good scene. She's like, you're just gonna sit here and eat pie. And it's like, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, is this it's, this the episode? Yeah, the 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 pie scene where like where Sylvie's like, you know, we're, we can't play gods, and he's like, we, we are, are gods. gods, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's pretty good. I know you're a good guy, it, but that's pretty good. It's like a comic moment it's, right there. It's weird. There are times that the, the show nails it, and there are other times it doesn't nail it. I'm yeah. not gonna say it falls flat on their face. I mean, once again, criticisms are valid, but like the line, like the line you just said, we are gods. I was like, hell yeah, you are Loki. Hell yeah, embrace the chaos, my my brother. Yeah, uh, but I do like. I remember seeing a friend of mine on Twitter was talking because I guess people were complaining about that scene in Loki, and they're saying it's like, look, shot wise, it's not appealing, but dialogue and content wise, this scene is amazing, and I have mm-hmm. to agree. Yeah, the shots are a little bit boring, but I don't really care about the shots. I care about what the conversation between Loki and Sylvie, and Sylvie's like, just let me, just leave me alone. And Loki is constantly, not constantly, but he's trying to bring her back to the side of the TVA. He's like, if we don't save this, you're screwed. And she's just like, cool, burn it all down. And it's this weird, I don't want to say it's a revolutionary talking to a um idealist but it definitely feels like there's political undertones not maybe not in our own political landscape but there is like you have someone who's a radical revolutionary sylvie who's like burn it all down destroy it and i want to say it was maybe in like episode six or something where they mentions like yeah and who rebuilds afterwards you kill everyone who's there to rebuild and it's like you know they're right in episode five i think they have a really great conversation at a bar like basically about like free will versus like like burn it all down, but like you have to have people there to rebuild it at the end. But if we're all dead, how's yeah, that? yeah, that's, it, that is a great point, Ben. Like it is two different ideologies like consistently clashing because like they just don't want to like hear each other. They're not listening to each other. Actually, and the thing is that I just feel like Sylvie Sylvie gets run into that being like her plot for the whole season so much, yeah, that it feels like she gets trapped in the same Renslayer hole we mentioned earlier, which is like. It's it's like she's actively choosing to ignore information. Yes. Like Loki is is saying everything that that implies the destruction of all timelines, even if he doesn't say those words specifically. Mm -hmm. And he's like, this is what I'm trying to prevent because I get it. Like he who remains bad, but also we have to stop the timelines from being all destroyed. Yeah. And Sylvie's just like. That just like that argument continues to just like go right over yeah. her, and like that's just constantly the thing that she's just banging her head into the wall on. Yeah, and I've, it doesn't it doesn't make sense when she gets confronted with it that many times. You oddly, know? oddly enough, the reason. Oh, sorry, no, right, if I may, real quick. Oddly enough, the reason why I brought up that um, revolutionary thing is because at the moment I'm I'm also watching Castlevania Nocturne, and it takes place during the French Revolution. Is it good? I I, I forgot I forgot it came out. I I'm really enjoying it. It's really good. Yeah, uh, and of course, and, I'm sorry. You and of course, <laughs> sorry. And in that, and like the first few episodes, you have obviously um, Richter's uh, friend Maria, who's a hardcore revolutionary, and then you have the Abbot, who's not revolution, who's anti-revolution. And once again, you have all these things where you have a character Maria slash Sylvie, who's like burn it all down, destroy it, and then you have loki slash the abbot it's like but who will be there to rebuild afterwards what's the aftermath you want to do this one thing but you're not but you're not looking past the big event the consequences 
exactly yeah, the consequences. Which is a fine starting point. It just shouldn't take us all six episodes to get yes. her to the other end of it. She's kind of been, yeah, right. it's like churning the same wheel, the unicycle over mm-hmm. and over again. Kind of feels like, which bones me out because again, like that season one character is awesome, dude. Yeah. Like what a great counter to Loki, who who is Loki, and like and like yeah, like the romance part also was like a really fun aspect of that, and like I just it's. I'm glad she didn't like die. I was really worried, yeah. like, in later on they were gonna kill her uh, to like mm-hmm. per, like prevent all this stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, thank God at least they didn't do that because if they did that, then then we'd have some real issues, bro. Real issues. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, focusing still on episode four, I, I'll touch on some of the notes I have. Touch um, it. in the in the initial beginning. It does seem like, to their credit, like they don't do anything with this, and it is part of my problem. But he who remains does have this moment in his major's performance where he seems to allude to the romantic feelings he had for Renslayer when he feels bad about wiping the memories which um, yeah stunned they never explored or really went with um uh, as it is it makes me think going to Renslayer like yes she is in like the place that like you're never supposed to return from but our heroes return from it and we don't see her dying and she is like the love she is like the lover of king in the comics like forever right so like I could see them bringing her back, but like they'd really have to do some legwork to like to make me care. But like mm-hmm. again, at least like I'm glad they didn't just totally kill her because like at least there is yeah. some redemption potentially for the future. Um, but I or maybe right. not redemption, maybe something to bring her back, and she's even more of a force to be reckoned with. Can can I tell? I I'll tell you this is getting into the finale, but only about Renslayer because I'm not going to talk yeah, about yeah, right, right. this. Um, when Renslayer showed up at the very end of the finale uh, and you see the pyramids first. Yeah. I forgot she was prudent and I'm like, she somehow ended up back in Egypt. Oh yeah. Getting, are we Rama getting like Egyptian, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are we yeah. getting like the, an Egyptian keg connection with her? Yeah. Like I was like, are they setting up a, a thing that way? And then it's like, no, she's so, yeah. in a prudent place. I, I'm like, nah, yeah. Nah, nah. Uh, people online are speculating like, oh, like now that like, the timeline is what it is. Like they have started to prune the Kings. Like they mentioned, they mentioned it's, it's episode six, but like maybe like Robinson has been dealt with and that's where he is. So like they could team up and get out of there. That's like a potential idea people have. But like, I, I, people also had, um, this is obviously not, not the thing, but, um, I, I did think, I do think it notes how much people wanted something of more substance with Renslayer. Yeah. People were creating theories about her being a Kang variant that Kang forced to work for him. Yeah. Uh, uh and like the sickoness that you could have done with an angle like that like obviously that's not from the comics no. but like the like i that that i think that more than anything that shows an audience appetite for this character to to have something and that would they would do a mirror of loki sylvie right and miss minutes would be like oh my yes. god you only love yourself you gross yeah, yeah, man yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that could have that that would have worked for this for this MC for the context of the show adaptation. yes yeah. it could have been this whole thing uh that they really could have like and it's clear that just people were were desperately wanting that character to mean something. Well, and they, like they kind of set it up to make us feel that way. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is a problem with the show. And like, yeah, you know, it's it. I will say that I don't think, in a general sense, I don't think season two works as well in conversation with season one in terms of like character arcs and themes yes. across the board. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Loki's is fine. You mm-hmm. know, like it's it's solid throughout. That was the focus, and they nailed it. But the right. rest of them, it gets a little wishy washy. Let me. It I'll, does. And this is absolutely no disrespect to the actor because he's great, but Casey, like the other tech guy, yeah, I he got promoted to be like a like a regular in the show as opposed to season one, and I'm like, you could have just gave that stuff to like B15 and Omobius. Like yes. I don't think we needed we didn't need the other extra Not random with guy coming in. exactly. Like I think there was just too many yeah. characters they were trying to service. 
And like, and again, I like, I like, I really love episode five and all the stuff that happens with those. But characters. it bothers me that Casey gets more focus than, than Womi Masaku. Exactly. It really bothers yes. me. Yes. Yes. Um, because again, I don't think Eric Martin is very good at writing female characters. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that seems to be the case. On that note, uh, in episode four, you have the other general telling B-15 that her words can change Nox as they changed her, which I really thought was a great moment. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. And B-15 goes and does it. The thing is, those characters immediately are killed. Yeah. So everything <laughs> that she does doesn't matter. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I'm like, this was like your one thing you were starting to do to give her an arc and like her general if you want to give her something is that like they're basically setting her up to be the head of the tva yes and i'm yeah. like that's great happy for her love that um but there's no character stuff happening in there it's all just like moving her into the position of a figurehead yeah and yeah. One, job. This one so even this one glimmer of like B15, your words can change them. Like, go talk to them, tell them why you're passionate about this. And she doesn't. It's like, wow, she's really making them think. And then, and then they're dead. <laughs> like, cool. The yeah. thing we let, the one thing we really let Womi Masaku do this season, it didn't matter. It, it never it, really, it, it honestly feels as like you had one job and you messed it up. It's just, it's such, it's so depressing as someone who's a big fan of that actor. Yeah. Um, and thought that she had a lot of potential from season one to watch her just like kind of forced to go through motions. Yeah. Super sideline. Yeah. Like, and also, like, I want to stand there and look surprised and interject once in a while. She's really great at looking emotional. She, which yeah, is she is. And also, I just want to be clear when I say you had one job, you messed it up. I'm talking to the writer who wrote that part with B15. The actor who played this with me, I can't remember her name. Fantastic. I absolutely adore her. And she's yeah. definitely a character that I really grew to really care for yeah. compared to season one to season two. Same with Casey. One thing I do want to give the show credit for is how, I mean, I do agree, the guy doesn't know how to write women very well, but they found the sauce where there's these like i air quotes throwaway characters casey being one of them they become adorable lovable and you care for them you want them to succeed b15 season one did not like her did not like her as a character i was like you suck i don't want you to win as the season progressed and here in season two it was like no go b15 i'm cheering her on i want her to succeed and mm -hmm. i want her to do all this great stuff and it's just like Sometimes it's like when a show nails it like that, where it makes you flip on your initial thoughts of a, of a character, I, that's a mark of a decent show. Now, not to say that I still think that the ending and how they kind of put her to the sidelines for most of the season is a bit of a crime, but I will still give the show credit because throughout season one and now season two, because especially season two in the very, I know we're jumping back to the very earlier episodes, like one and two, where she is like in absolute shock and anger about how um, that one lady is going to timelines and pruning as many branches as possible. Docs. Yeah. Docs. Thank you. Yeah. Docs. Yeah. yeah. I, but the problem is that, that again, like kind of the same with all the women. Um, that's all she does is shock. Yeah. Uh, at everything that's happening um, mm -hmm. in the season. And again, like this was her one moment, uh, but it's ultimately fruitless because these characters die, which uh, I also did want to highlight. I really do like when General Dox is in the cube as the cube is restricting and she's staring right at Renslayer and she's like, how does it feel to know that everyone would rather die than join you? Yeah! That's going to live with her. That's going to stay. That stings. And, yeah, and that, that, that going back to that cube moment, like it's really effective, like, 
the less you show, the worse it is. Yes. Because you don't need to see it, but you hear it and you hear the screams and you hear the bone crunching. And I'm like, wow, that's good on you, Shell. You're making me feel gross. I feel good. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. I there's a note I have for the very ending, and that includes with this part of the thing, but I'm gonna let's put a pin in that and we'll get back to it later when we talk about like the end end. Um, um this is a note just on like semantics i don't really care but i do think it's weird and i think it's slightly bad writing to have not thought about it because we i think in this at this point we were rushing um why doesn't the tva have some kind of alert system for when someone tempts in the way renslayer does yeah shouldn't they have known they should have like an alarm yeah no it's true they should have like an alarm or, or like 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 a, uh, something pops up somebody it shouldn't it yeah. shouldn't have taken someone walking into the room of dead people to go oh shit i think yeah. red slayer might be here yeah. the people who hold time and space accountable also, don't have an alarm system also we didn't really bring it up that much but why does sylvie keep sending her to the end of time she kicks her she kicks her through the time portal just yeah. to the end of time like that's not gonna get she has her temp pad that's not getting rid of her yeah <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe she just did it just to show her, look what we did to your boy. I guess. Yeah. Sure. Probably. I mean, um, seeing a like a decayed he who remains was pretty cool. I didn't expect to go back there so many times, which I'm I'm glad yeah. because that's fun. Like the circles, circles. Yeah, but I do. I mean, I do like in the in episode six though. That was that was pretty. Do you have any more thoughts on episode four? Yes, I do. Um, just one more. When when Miss Minutes is being um is being reduced and she's starting to stutter out, Timely says, "There's no need for walking." Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, oh no, they froze. Victor uh, Timely's a funny guy. There we go. Okay, yeah, you guys froze for a second on my end. What did you miss? Uh, the second you said, "There's no need for mocking," and you were about to go into this thing, and that I just it just stopped. No, that's just it. Is is timely timely being offended by the stuttering? Um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, other episode four ends. X five is great. Big we boom. don't. We won't see him again. But he was great. Yeah, I we so like spoiler alert for Deadpool three. If anybody really cares, but like we know the TVA is in that show. Like we know it. So like <laughs> I'm curious movie? how much of the TVA it has is in to be pre Loki now. You think? I guess it could be post, but. That'd be weird. Well, no, I can, no, it could be post because like timelines and branches and like it's all it's all timey wimey nonsense. Um, but like I I hope like B fifteen shows up. Like I like I, if Brad shows up, that's fine. But like B fifteen being like the new leader, like give her some something to do. Please. I guess I meant I guess I meant more in their purpose. Like, are they pruning at the time or are they not pruning? Oh no, they're anti prune. I think I think it'll be anti prune. That's why all these timeline. That's why Deadpool three is allowed to exist. Sure. Because there's so many multiple multi the multitude of madness is happening in this movie. Multitude. Yeah. <laughs> Multiverse. Multiverse. Um, yeah, uh, episode four uh, felt stuffed for sure. Um, there's a lot of great moments, um, and it, it does feel like five and six kind of feel like they would be. They're they're the good finale of Loki, regardless of what you do. Like yes. you know, there's a lot of like all those things are like the things you should do for the end of the story to be what the end of the story is. Um, four is where you, we can really point out that it's like yeah legwork was not all done to get us to those points again like why couldn't like if this is the end of loki why not give it one or two episodes more why do you have to make it six episodes and god god bless them a lot of these were almost an hour long like you yeah. know we're not doing the oh, no, they the, shit where they're like 30 minutes long they ran a higher timeline than the usual mcu yeah. show does which is which is like credit where credit's due i'm really glad they do that at least yeah um i can use I do think, one more i do think it's it comes down to two things um it, this isn't rel this is less relevant to our the rest of our five and six conversations so um 
I really think that if this is what we were doing with Renslayer and Miss Minutes, da da da, it either needed to have a third season and really get to tell that story in full, really flesh out these characters and then get us to the same end point in the third season, have those characters have full development, the whole cast have full development. Um, if you weren't going to take the time for that, then other things needed to be taken out of the season to give the proper characters the spotlight that was needed, specifically Sylvie, specifically um, either either do something with Renslayer or take her out of the show. Yeah. Um, honestly, honestly. You, you really could have saved her and just brought her into the next Kang movie. And I don't think anybody would have. Went. I don't think it would have. I don't think it. I, I think if I think if the rest of the characters were written well for what was happening in this season and focused on and Renslayer didn't show up. You could have Miss Minutes again, but like Renslayer yeah. didn't show up. I think I think it would have been fine. All the I episode... think everybody would have been happy to have a good a good solid story because she's only really in two episodes. Yeah. And she's not given she kind of just like takes away from from like the plot yes. in a little bit. And I'm like, oh man, like all that could have been used <laughs> for like other character development. And you could have still kept her for later. Right. Uh but that is a bummer. But yeah, but then the mm -hmm. universe explodes and I don't know what was going to happen for a week. And I was like, I, man, that's awesome. That's really cool. Could be anything. Could be anything. And then we get back and, and it's just Loki. Episode five, it's just Loki. Like, oh, wow, where's everybody? One of my biggest complaints about the first few episodes was addressed and they brought it back. And I'm so glad they didn't forget about it. And that was the time slipping bit. Because in all the trailers, there was time slipping was like this huge problem. And then in episode five, they bring it back. And just that one line of Logan says, no, we're not doing this again. And yeah. it's the crux of the entire <laughs> episode or the entire the rest of the series. I'm just like it yes. it's his it's his superpower. And he doesn't realize yeah. it yet. I love it. These like I'm I'm so Jones. Like it might have problems that we'll talk about, but I love episode five and six. Like truly, I love them. Like I, mm -hmm. I right now I have no complaints because like, and some people have complained about this, but like it kind of gets away with like it's it kind of pushes away a lot of things and it's just let's just focus on the character stuff for Loki at least because yes. like I still think like you know like B fifteen like they don't go into like, I think the B fifteen and Sylvie problems yeah. like uh, just in a blanket statement yeah. B fifteen and Sylvie's problems remain for Sylvie B fifteen the whole time for Sylvie right up until the end yeah although she has um, a great moment in episode five I really yeah, like yeah. her 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 moment she's littered with nice spot moments but the yeah. character arc uh is is not. Is it's like it's on hold the whole season until yeah. we get to the end. Yeah, but but Loki having to he he starts time slipping across time and space to his friends who have been returned to their original homes before they were stolen by Victor Time or by the He Who Remains. Right. So we got mm -hmm. B fifteen who's a doctor in in New York. Uh, I can tell you, I can, I got some of the rundown here. Yeah, got it. Um, yeah. Casey is one of the Birdmen on Alcatraz in great. a branch timeline, nineteen sixty two. B-15 is in 2012 New York as a doctor. Probably before the attack, I'm assuming, because yeah. that little girl fell out of a tree. Uh, Mobius yeah. is in 2022 in Cleveland, Ohio. That's funny. He's he's, he's obviously he's you know. post Loki season one. Like he comes, he's he's that's so funny because that's really great. So some people have pointed out that like um, because it seems to be that he's on the he's on the sacred timeline, not in a branch timeline. Yeah. That would mean that he and his boys have survived the snap. So did his wife not? That's that's a and big that's, theory. That's yeah. been a big theory. Yeah. Is that his wife was blipped at the time? Yeah. Um, and then 1994 Pasadena is where Ouroboros is writing science fiction. Love it. Uh, uh, and Sylvie, we know where she is. Yeah. Um, real, poor, real, I feel real. so bad. I feel so bad for Obi. He's trying oh, yeah. to get his books sold, and he has the books published, and no one's just buying them. And he's trying to put them on the shelf, and just like, see, it's selling, it's selling. 
the Zartan conspiracy. Um, it's a little contingent. Contingency, thank you. It's a little uh, Easter egg, but um, B15's name in her timeline, her name's Verity, and that's one of the major characters in in Loki, Agents of Asgard's comic, the where he becomes the god of stories, which this is partially inspired by, which is really great. Like that's man, if y'all, that's Al Ewing, the go- the god of comic books right now. Al Ewing wrote in 2015, like the best Loki run, where he becomes the god of stories, where he's even more powerful than he is in this in this. Uh, show he becomes literally he can rewrite like na- he rewrite narratives at just anytime he wants but they secret wars happen and they had to get rid of that because he was way too powerful uh but it's that's a great comic that this is partially inspired by i thought that's really cool but he's going around all the homies hey uh i gotta tell you something crazy you work for a time police i need to i need to steal you away uh and that's just really great because he talks to people and he gets teleported <laughs> away and he can't control it and he meets ob I think it's all, I think it's fantastic. I think the writing is mostly really great for all these characters. Specifically, like, Ki Kui Kwan is so good in the show. Yeah. Whether he's OB or AD, uh, whether he's before Christ or after death, whatever, it's it's so good. I really love the setup of the, is this a science problem or a fiction problem? Yes. Um, Who a, lot of people, a lot of people think that's lazy writing. No. Um, that's I emotional stuff. Yeah, I think it's really good. I think it's really, I, like, it's comic book shit. And, like, the fact that they could be, like, the science rules don't matter because this is a fiction problem. And it's like, that's very Doctor Who, yeah, I yeah. think. Heart, it's like, heart of the TARDIS, heart of yes, the TVA. Heart of the TVA. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, it's more about emotion for the characters than it is about the actual like science of what that could mean. Yeah. And the way that he focuses on that, I think, is is really lovely. And I really like when he gets to later and he's like was a fiction problem yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and it is uh like and that's why like some people have pointed out the like very lightly talking about the finale when loki does what he does that they're like how how the heck does he do it and it's like because it's a it's, it doesn't matter it's, yo it's, it's a, a fiction problem it, it, it's, he, he does it because he can yeah like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah it, it's it is like the purest comic book shit like you can't think about how this is possible He's he's taking timelines in his hands. You guys the, cannot think too hard about it. This is it's, it's about the emotion of what you're big, feeling. It's a big problem for the people who who like really care about power levels and that kind of shit. Yeah, no so, no scouters, yeah. no DBT cow scouters here, guys. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I like the establishment of where our, our different characters are. I largely agree with you, especially as I think back on it. That I'm like, just take Casey out of this. And like, I like him, but like, I I don't think he really adds anything re- like substantial to the story, other than just being like a fun character. Like again, like I like that actor, but like other characters are underserved, and you're just bringing like mo- two new characters in, uh, and one of them Ob who who stands out. But like, right. Casey just- doesn't, and like Casey, I think Casey was fine until Casey had to be in the room with them for solving the loom problem at all times instead of just like alerting them when i don't know when renslayer temp pads in or something yeah um and as long as he was in that position i i think he really pulls away from the story yeah uh so i would have i would have kept it more focused on b15 who again like here she's very much relegated to like we don't even see her really talk to loki when she gets brought she's just she's there and then she's like is this the thing and then it's like oh no it's happening goodbye yeah um yeah she gets nothing um but the 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 mobius stuff rock solid jet ski jet skis like the whole backstory uh people are already already shipping you mean you need an atv (laughs) oh yeah plenty yeah oh yeah we got two on the back Yeah. yeah yeah um just really great like him going to his house and like him trying to explain to him like it's it's the exact same thing but the opposite of when he's talking about he's like i don't want to know what my other life was like, like, if it's good, then, like, I don't want to know. Because if it's bad, then, like, whatever. But if it's a better life, I don't want to know. Now he has that life, and he's at, Loki's asking him to, take, to be taken away from it. He's like, yeah, I could bring you back, whatever. But, like, oh, the great... No, it's sorry. all about the selfishness. It's all it. about selfishness. But the great line is, like, you know, I can bring you back. They won't even know you're gone. And he says, no, but I'll I know. will. 
I'll know that I've been gone. And that's really mm-hmm. powerful, dude. Because like, that that's awesome. Loki, that's it, in episode very five. Doctor Who. It's very Doctor Who. Uh, uh, the great conversation with Sylvie in the bar with Loki, where she's like, Loki, why are you doing this? Oh, I want to hang out with my friends. Like, do you not understand how selfish that is, bro? Yeah. Like, do you think those people want to leave their lives? Like, oh, but he who remains is the same thing. Like, yeah, yeah. You can't just take people from their lives. Right. Uh, and in that aspect, she's 100% right. Right. But then, like, yeah, the universe is gonna explode. So you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta, which solve, is, you gotta solve your problem. You gotta solve your problem. Um, yeah, yeah. I I agree and completely with that. Uh, ben, I I know you're like very lightly familiar with Doctor Who stuff, but um, every once in a while you'll get a companion who leaves, and the reason they leave is because like they came back to Earth and like they've missed stuff. And like they've missed a lot of things more than they anticipated because like hoops sometimes the TARDIS just doesn't listen to the way you want it to and we can't actually drop you at the moment that you left and so like and it'll actually be like three years later and they'll be like yeah damn I can't do this anymore yeah um, mm-hmm. takes a toll yeah and I and I think that that's well um, communicated yeah for Mobius yeah. here um, I also really like really, oh go ahead Ben is that what happened with Rose because that's the only companion I really know no Rose Rose. Um, Rose gets lost in another dimension. Rip home. She gets separated from the doctor in a different parallel dimension. Um, oh, bad wolf. Uh, yeah. Uh, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen in the modern era until uh, actually Jodie Whittaker's era. But it had happened before in Classico. Um, anyway, uh, <clears throat> uh, going back to the oh yeah the scene with mobius and everything um when he when obi shows up with the with the wonky temp pad oh the big and one the, and the portals like glitching like mm-hmm. sideways and mm-hmm. like too high and things like that i thought that was really funny how'd he you make a temp pass so fast <laughs> how'd you make a temp pass so fast 18 months isn't fast well 19 since i took a I month off my, because my wife my wife <laughs> but you know all the save the universe right <laughs> it's it's the type of thing where like you really have to perform that really well because like that's really tragic but it's also really funny and like he could have yeah. that could just be tragic but the way he plays it like oh, that's a that's that's a good joke like that's funny it is. his uh, it really his was. little like workshed warehouse thing is retrofitted to look exactly like his space in the TVA oh, I love that. Like his subconscious yeah mm-hmm. as a part of who he is that is a guy that is a dude who like i he can have a life on the timeline i guess technically but it's clearly unfulfilled unless he's at the TVA yeah like yeah. that's that's what they established is, in this episode. He is meant for bigger things than writing sci-fi books. He's meant to save the universe. Um yeah. Uh yeah, Sylvie Sylvie's argument to Loki is like I agree about the point yeah. of like, you know, you're showing them an unfair choice. This is incredibly selfish, da da da. But again, it does feel like I'm ignoring the fact that it's a problem that we can't prevent and is coming for us yeah until it's literally there for her and then she's like oh shit. yeah till it takes larry the yeah. record guy and uh, and again like i i 100 agree but that is like i think that's like a really beautiful scene because like we don't get any any extra information but like clearly there's some type of relationship between her and that record guy at least like if they're they're, they're the friends yeah. at least a friendship because the first it's the second it starts happening he he says her name and he runs for her mm-hmm. so they have some mm-hmm. type of relationship they're like I guess I don't need them to like establish it earlier in the episode or anything, but like, I would like to have know. I just like to, I would like to know a little bit more because I just want to know I, more about Sylvie because she's not given enough. Yeah, she's I not. Do it, love. It, 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 it is something where like I I question if like 
we should have just had scenes of Sylvie living her life on the timeline until she ha- feels like she has to be pulled into the story by like episode four. Again, this is one of those things where it comes into like have more time for these characters. Yeah. Because I think like having Sylvie constantly thrust in the story to only have the same debate with Loki. And then she, she a- never even really changes her mind. About, and she always goes back to that McDonald's and she has no solution. So she has nothing of value to contribute to the conversation. This is not me shitting on the character. Yeah. This is me shitting on the writing of the yes. character. Um, she just, she constantly is just a wall of like, but we have to have free will. And like Loki's like, right, but end of universe. And he keeps trying to suggest like different things. And she's like, doesn't matter. We have to have free will. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but we're all going to die. And then she's like, then we all die. <laughs> and then like has nothing for him. And it's up to Loki to come up with the solution uh, in the end. Yeah. And it's like, that's just so lame comparatively for what that character was in season one for her to only have, I can only say no. Yeah. My agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, going to uh, OB. Uh, when uh, uh, he's like, oh, Loki, you need to control your time slipping. And he's like, yeah. what do you mean? How do I do that? And then he's like, he has like the cups and he's like, okay, so like, if you just like, we have like, everyone has their own like aura and like, here's all of us in a cup. Since we were all together in the TVA, if you get everyone together, then we can, then we can like GPS our way back into the TVA. It's also not the only time that all those people were in one room. Yes, but you know, for this year, for the show. Uh, and I think that's a really clever and fun idea. Uh, and just seeing, seeing Tommy Dustin like trying to do it and him times, uh, first of all, time slipping in front of the wacky waving yeah. man, man, that was funny. That's just some really silly shit. Uh, so I know people hate, some people hate that, but like, I think you guys are I wrong. Think it's great. I think you guys need to take a nap and have some fun. Uh, I think it's <laughs> great. Uh, but like, uh, the end of the episode, like when he slipped, when he, when he, when he solves it, he figures it out and he goes back to the moment inside, uh, OB's workshop and he's like, I figured it out. I know what I have to do. I can rewrite the story. And I'm like, damn, dude. Well, to, to the credit of that, like, I know the motion you were referencing, but it's the it's the close-in and the scream. Oh, that, that yes. That he does, that pulls the things back into him and he realizes he can time slip. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's uh, in his mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, I think that's really, a really powerful, like, first use of controlling it. Yeah, it's um, a great visual. The, again, like, going back to the directors, I think that's a really well-directed moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of how he pulls, it, it's like he pulls, he's only time slipping to the past, but the way the visual works is it's like the threads pull backwards mm. and reset yeah. into the time around him love because it. of the way that he stretches around it yeah i love mm-hmm. it i love it and like i can rewrite the story is like such a baller like that's such a baller line because like yeah. again that's that's literally a line from the comic and i'm just like man they're really yeah. doing this it's so cool what i love is how he figures it out that's not when he figures out how to use his power and it's like the time slipping helps because of the person i'm trying to talk to at a certain point in time i just think that's really that, that's just to me that's that's a great metaphor that's symbolic i love it and it makes it's sense about, it's not about why it's about who and it, it yeah. doctor who and it makes sense now like if like i'm not going to rewatch it but like if you go back to the first episode and you see where he's time slipping to it's to people that he's like supposed to be talking to or interacting with like the people he needs to talk to and i'm like man mm-hmm. like I was bummed out that we didn't get any more time slipping, but like they, they, they knew they were going to bring up. They did. They did back in a huge way. Um, Do we want to jump into episode six or we still have stuff to talk about episode five? Loki. We have all the pens. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The worst, not the worst. When I say the worst, it's like, cause I don't mean it's the worst. Cause I really like this episode. I think this episode even with the faults of the previous of, of the season as a whole, this is peak Marvel television. This is like this is what Marvel television should have been do- doing from the very beginning. Not uh, everything but, can be this. I won't say that. Not everything. Uh, not, everything you, not everything can like <laughs> ten out of ten 
close a character arc. Uh, She-Hulk can be for, a silly comedy. For the establishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Definitely She-Hulk can be a bit. I'm, I'm talking about like the like, soldier. I buy you. The ambition is high. The ambition's high, and I think they, they, they nailed the ambition. Um, But man, talk about the worst Groundhog Day for Loki, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah this, <laughs> and not only that, he, he's volunteering to do it. One of my favorite bits in this whole episode was when he's there. He's like, it was like this third time trying. He's like, how long is it going to take for me to learn about physics and engineering? And Obi's like, what? He's like, how, if I really, really need to learn, how long? Centuries. Centuries later. Yeah. Um, very much, again, one last time, because they, they are very inspired by Doctor Who. There is a Doctor Who episode called Heaven Sent. That yes. It's just about the Doctor centuries, doing a, a the, basically doing one day for centuries. Yeah. Um, and, and like, very much vibed with, like, they're shorthanding some of that right here. Um, that is seriously, like... That feels like a comic book page turn. Like, how long will it take centuries? You turn a page and it's a giant black centuries later. And you turn the page again. Like, that's, they just really went and then, for And it. then Loki's just got, like, got the, I really love that first scene after the centuries later. Because, like, he's he's got the, he's got the whole thing down now. He's got the science and everything. Um, he's got the, uh, make sure that his helmet is sealed. Uh, don't yep. put, don't put it down because it's going to blow off the, yep. <laughs> the walkway. Faster. Uh, Faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I like is, like, he eventually, like, it starts to, like, weigh on him. But, like, at the beginning, after going through, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years, like, he's still peppy. Like, he, he's, he's not immediately, like, down in the dirt. It's like, he's like, all right, great. We're going to do this. I love it. What oh, I think, good idea. What I think is really, uh, especially, like, as we're getting in the first rhythm, like, it's just the faster, faster, faster. Um, we get the, like, I don't know. I don't know how I really feel about it because it, it kind of just felt like for comedy um we get the moment where he bursts into the room where miss minutes and ravona were because he's trying to go back earlier he's oh like, yeah miss minutes i understand how you're feeling and you're upset about everything but we need you and she's like uh but then it doesn't really show how that <laughs> yeah turned into anything it's just like well that didn't work so we had to go earlier and yeah earlier and earlier. i would have um, that feels like there's like a deleted scene or something i do love all the i think yeah. everyone's doing a good job like specifically like who's given an opportunity which is like ouroboros and casey and and uh, uh, Mobius to react to Loki. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, it's like, what, what's happening? Um, but when he does get to the post centuries later scene and he comes in, I think Hiddleston does a really good job of being very measured. Of like, he doesn't want to freak these people out. He, well, not only that, but like, you you know exactly like without them showing you the steps now anymore visually, you know where he's been tripped up time and time again, even after he got the centuries later thing down yeah. and built the science himself. You know where like there was a problem with the helmet, there yep. was a problem with the suit. Yeah, he dropped the thing on the walkway. He didn't hit the button twice. Like yep. you you get all of them, but as we inch closer and closer to the success. Loki gets more and more excited. Yeah. Because he's like, all right, all right, we're getting there. It's like, you know, it's like playing a video game level. Absolutely. And like you're getting to, it's playing, it's like that Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Dude, <laughs> going, that it's, it's playing that obstacle course where you can't jump in Fortnite. Yeah. Um, oh, and, oh, and, uh, and getting to the like, getting to that point where like you've been stopped every time. And it's like, okay, all right. And you're getting more and more excited. He's getting more amped. I think Edelson does a really good job and the relief on him when like he fires it. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, we my God. It. We did it. Yeah. We did it. We're finally here. And then also the devastation of like, oh my god, it didn't work. I did you, really did you think, real quick, Ben. Did you think it was? Did you think it was gonna work? 
I, I just, I didn't think we were going to, well, see, I thought it was, I didn't know we were going to get like, you know, the, the God of time stuff, but like, I assumed it was just going to be, oh, we fixed it. And now the multiverse can exist. And it was gonna be a nice, so, happy ending. This isn't me trying to, well, Ben, you answer his question first. And Part of me it. had a feeling that after they launched it, I was like, what's going to go wrong now? Yeah. I was just wait because especially because you see um, them doing it over and over and over again. It's like a lot of uh, pop culture and television shows and even films where they do the big montage of the constantly we're trying to do this thing and they're just failing over and over. And over. It's kind of like that scene in, in the first Doctor Strange where, you know, Dormammu have come to bark and he yes. just keeps dying yeah. over and over yeah. again. Yes. And just seeing Loki just being exacerbated is like, OK, one more time, one more time, one more time. And the because while he, that was kept going on, I was great. like. You're, you're, you're so, so brave. You're so brave. <laughs> yeah, just what he's talking to tightly. But the whole time, I think I was like, "This isn't a solution." He thinks he's dead set on how to fix this problem, but the problem, or the solution, is him. Yeah, he's the answer. I and eventually, I we know. get there. But I just yeah. love how he, when he eventually does figure it out, and then, um, but yeah, to, to, to answer Ryan's question, no, I, th- I like when he got there, I was like, "Yay, uh, a little." happiness and then just the sheer terror of it didn't work i was just so entranced with loki like i just i i i was like film me should have known right like if this wasn't going to end it but like i was just so excited for loki i was like i was wrapped up in it i'm like we did it hell yeah happy ending baby i'll i'll be honest i've the whole season i never thought the loom would actually get fixed yeah because the concept was at least not what they were saying because what they were saying is they want to open the rings up so more, to get more timelines in yeah, it, yeah. I'm like, the timelines are infinite. That's not going to work. Yeah, I, I like, yeah, and, and like my comic book brain worked in that way where yeah, I yeah. was like, I, I don't think that works. Like, I think the multiverse has to exist without the loom, without the limit. Um, yeah, yeah. But I thought there was going to be a way where they were going to like let the multiverse free but not destroy the the, the TVA. Yeah, yeah, and in any other context, that would work. The thing is that we learn in the later thing that we're about to get into, we learn from he who remains that, that the loom is rigged to, to destroy the other timelines. Yeah. Um, it's, it was it's never there. meant to, to it's like, not yeah. a fil- it's not just a filtration system. It's just like a stopgap. It's a, yes. It's a failsafe. Failsafe. The, the, fail the fail yeah. And, uh, in that, that's why it's like, if that weren't the purpose of it, if you, if you just, as Loki will do like break the loom or if the loom were just like, you know, uh, shut down, like in theory, the TVA would be fine yeah. if it weren't built to destroy the timeline. Yes. But it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, nasty, nasty thing. He who remains did. Nasty. Uh, let's get into, let's get into Loki. He goes back and he repeats a whole bunch of the same steps with Sylvie where it's like, you're going to have to kill me to stop me, which I think is all very well done of all the beats that he goes over. And I'm over so and over glad and I didn't, I, I didn't think, I think I thought we were going to go back to the, to, to the, that time. I didn't think we were going to get he who remains again. And I'm so yeah. glad we did yeah. because he's like, too. This is plan, baby. I knew this was the plan. All that home, baby. <laughs> like, Oh my God, he's so good. Yeah. Um, I also just love once again, just like the earlier exasperated Loki when with the, the timely plan of how uh, everything gets messed up and he's trying to fight with Sylvie and it's like, and you always hear the see you soon. Bleh! Like I was watching with subtitles on and it just yeah. like he who remains squealing and Loki just goes, Oh, <laughs> just- so you you have that moment in season one where he tells them like there's the shift and he's like now we're past the boundary of where i know what happens so he lied yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> just full of shit and what i love is like he was like yo you guys can take over for me and like everything will be cool 
and that's that's what happens. That, that is what happens. That's what Loki does, just in a different way. And I'm like, this. Mm-hmm. It feels like, but he didn't think that this could be done. Not yeah. in like this way, but like it feels like like he who remains like. Yes, he's a villain because he's destroying timelines, but also he is preventing like a bunch of evil versions of himself. So it's like, I, I think he's a really cool character, especially like after this season. I'm like, that's a really like kind of cool complex villain. I do. First to have. I do too. I enjoy it. I question. I don't think that this works 100 in the, with the language of the season one sure. finale. Sure. Um, purely in the sense of like the implication, though they never state it, right, is that Sylvie is pulled from her timeline destined pretty much her whole life to serve this purpose and and the thing i wonder is like if he was just going to rig out the game anyway yeah why would he even do it to begin with yeah and i don't think that that's really there and that's fine sure um but like that was a that was a part of like his season one and like you could argue he's lying but i don't i don't think he's I, I think it's too baked into the show that like Sylvie set on the path from the moment that she's pulled by the TVA to get to that point. Yeah. And I don't think the question of why he would do that is now as clear. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with, with what the season two end is that Having, doesn't, that yeah. doesn't really matter to me in the context of like what the character arc for Loki is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I do think like the, uh, I don't entirely know why you set this up to happen anymore, but Sure thing. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. That is the nature of like just having one a solo writer and then not be the same guy from you season even, one. You even could have had something where it's like it's an inevitability that someone will come to stop me. Yeah, I wanted to control who that was, the variables, and yeah. and like the variables of how it would happen so that it would always loop to be this. Um, and you, and I would have bought that. It's just never stated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I think that that could have been baked a little bit more into it because that very much is a core part of like what what the season one thing is that he's like, I paved the road for you to end up here. This is what's meant to happen. And you get to season two and he's like, yeah, you guys kind of can't win. So, you know, kill Sylvia or, or everything, you know, just continues as this loop of yeah. hell for you and, and everything ends. And it's like, well, well but why? <laughs> and I, it, yeah, uh, that does give us like, well, I choose or, option three. Or if yeah. you went the other way and said like, he, if he'd been at a point where, this would have required a different kind of interaction with him with Loki, but uh, I'm tired and yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So you tell me how to, you figure it out. Yeah. You come up with a solution um, because I don't have one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I do agree with that. Yeah. Uh, but, but again, kind of not important in the context of like the Loki arc stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, just the semantics of like from season one to season two, I don't think they totally work. They don't, mesh. They don't totally mesh. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, um, but I do really like it. I do really like when he pulls him in and, you know, he finally responds and he holds things and like, he's, oh, he's like, the conversation and he's like, all right, then I guess go at it again. And then Loki's like, what makes you think this is the first time we've had this conversation? He's like, oh, okay. okay. I, see, I see you. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. That was a real good. I just love how Loki just like does the, the finger thing and he's like, bitch, please. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, there he is. I, There's my God, mischief. What I, what I will say I do feel is consistent in both versions is he who remains truly doesn't want the multiversal war to happen again with his variants. Yes. And mm-hmm. he feels that is an inevitability if the multiverse exists. Like he believes that. And he's like, if you branch it out, if you found a way, you open it up to multiversal war. It will happen anyway. And I still end up back here yeah that's gonna be man i'm gonna be after all of this well secret wars will destroy everything so i'm like it'd be really interesting at the end like it's it's like at the very very end it's just like he's in his seat like told you guys told you guys i told you it was gonna be this way uh uh but secret wars is gonna destroy everything and reboot everything because that's what it does 
Well, I think like you still there. I don't think they will, but I do think there would be an avenue where you could have done that, that kind of storytelling thing. But now, but now I wonder, technically we've broken the loop now we have because, because of what Loki does. Um, so he who remains wouldn't end up in that position. The multiverses are allowed. Like we're, we're kind of seeing like the birth of how the multiverse is allowed to like do itself, do its own thing because time doesn't flow the way that you think it would like all these things have now happened again and again. Uh, and, and so now we'll get up to a fresh point after what Loki did, would the multiversal war, should it come lead to, to he remains and the answer is really no because loki would be there that's true that's true that's a good point he he is he is the man on the golden throne at the end uh yeah uh he, there's man mm-hmm. there's there's so much great like time slipping happening but like he goes back uh he goes back to his, his episode one of season his one conversation with mobius. to his conversation with mobius uh and we learned about mobius about how he wasn't able to prune a little girl uh is is that was that supposed to be sylvie eight-year-old boy oh an eight-year-old boy okay i i must i guess that because people are suspecting that might be sylvie but no uh no i i don't think so i guess it's possible the context he says about like they're on a ship these other people oh no that's that's it doesn't line up no that's true um so i don't think so yeah yeah um but it's still to the point of like Yo, Mobius is still a good guy at heart. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. I like I like what it says about the the story, and he's like, and you gotta look at the bigger picture, and it's him, it's him still in that like contemplation space about do I have to kill Sylvie, and what does that mean, and mm-hmm. like the context that he's talking through Mobius through about it, and uh, again, like also revealing how how Renslayer got to her position in power, that this was always this is the thing like Renslayer says she bailed him out of, uh, Renslayer set him on the path to nab loki mm-hmm. uh like all of that um like renslayer whether she knew the whole plan or not is the person who put loki on the path that would lead him to he who remains yep um yeah i think that's that's all pretty well built in uh really a good way to give them a moment loki and mobius uh as we're heading into the end of the show yeah um and that it is loki wreck it like you get in that moment how far loki has come yeah oh yeah yeah now um since we're talking about the end of the show this is where i wanted to bring that that pin i talked about earlier especially with with loki the very end with loki like you know walking out and his costume changes he gets the horns back he becomes the god of time essentially i love how it's showing and not telling me Mm -hmm. and how there's very little dialogue there's very little explanation um, it just wants you to sit, watch, and then soak it in, and then you create your own things. Now, um, Brian, you were saying he's the one on the Golden Throne. I'm not 100 familiar with the Golden Throne, but I, I don't know. That's, that's... No, like that's not a combo thing. Like it's just he's literally oh, on okay. the throne. It's made of gold. And that they keep. Yeah. The, I also thought they did a good job with the just on that point, Ben. That they did the like the the moment that he goes back to with Mobius. The stuff we get with Sylvie from from the confrontation with he who remains really highlights again, the like Loki's original desire for a throne and like how that kind of comes around. It's full him. circle. The, the, it's so the poetry of it. Glory, he, he is yeah. burning with glorious purpose and it is to say, basically save the multiverse, which right. is, which is so it's like, remember where he started, man. He was like, he was you mewling quim in Avengers, like being the worst yeah. man ever. Now he's like, he's a superhero. Even, man. even the very beginning of episode six, where it says previously, where they look at back, they showed that shot where he's in the, that shield facility and says, I am Loki and I'm burdened with glorious purpose. And we finally get to the glorious purpose that he's burdened with. And that's him essentially holding on to the strands of the multiverse, creating a new Yidra symbol of time. Oh, dude, so pretty. I I couldn't find. There was not a a shot I could find to put Idrisil behind me. But like the mm-hmm. new multiversal Idrisil, 
like really one of the coolest things that the MCU has ever done. Like that and entire also, like, final sequence, like is just mm -hmm. astonishing to look at. And the epilogue of like the the posters at the TVA where it's them nurturing the tree. It's not um it's not like Miss Minutes beating people down. It's like, hey, follow the rules the or else. Yes, yeah. they're nurturing the branches, they're nurturing the tree. And it's it all just feels like it just once again, show, don't tell. Now I do understand sometimes some people might need a little bit more context and some of the some of the themes might have gone over my head, but what I took away was like Loki became what he always wanted to be. And he also did it to save his friends. He did mm -hmm. it to save the multiverse. And he found the third option that the he who remains didn't think was possible, but he did. And he right. got it. Because well, like he and, is a he is, is the, the loom. He's a sitting human loom now. And like part of the other thing is that you know, Kang and he who remains for as smart as he is and everything is not a god no like he's loki, just a dude loki is a god and loki can do this and so like it's it's cool when loki breaks the loom he says breaking the loom is just going to destroy those other branches only the sacred time timeline will survive and that we do see that for a moment but loki starts reactivating them and putting life into them and you like the way like and the way it all powers. the way it all comes together and that it like becomes part of his cloak and like god just brilliant like visually stunning it i will say they put a lot of good effects into this show especially oh, yeah. that that sequence alone and even when he goes up to his throne and he flips his cape but his cape is just full is like splitting with time branches and he finally sits down and he's holding on to him and he just gives his final burst of energy to bring life into this tree of multi of this multiversal tree. I'm just sitting there going, this is potent. To me, it felt like poetry in oh, a way. You're right. And I was saying that when I was saying earlier, when they nailed it, they nailed it. Yeah. I mean, yes, Absolutely. there are stumbles along the way, but even the epilogue was touching. Oh, yeah. Uh, like before we get to the Mobius epilogue, is that what you're talking about the Mobius? Yes, yeah, so the, the Mobius epilogue. That's yeah, so about. like you're right, Ben. Like they, it's really bold of them not to have any dialogue in this entire thing because like this could have been a situation where like executives saw the scene, like I don't know what's going on. Have Ob explain what's happening. Oh, he's grabbing all the timelines and he's making sure that we're all like that would have ruined. All they, all they ruined really do it. is have um, Sylvie say he's giving us a chance. Yeah, and that's that does not explain shit <laughs> of what's happening. But it is. But it is like Sylvie doesn't know in that moment the conversation her and loki have before he does this yeah because he's at a different point in her timeline later um which is again where she's like that's the moment where she has to come like full face with like oh consequences of my actions i guess yeah um and and is is essentially like i'm not going to give you my blessing to kill me if that's what you're looking for and he's like no i'm just like looking for a solution she's like mm, like let it let let it be something like just do what you're gonna do <laughs> and yeah. and loki's turns that into on his own oh i'll just go do it I he guess. pulls a miles morales he's yeah, gonna yeah, do yeah. his own thing uh, yeah, he's gonna do his own thing he, yeah um he pulls you know what he pulls uh f it i'll do it myself That's yeah exactly yeah uh but yeah like we gotta we i think we have to highlight the um the lines uh, that that other people have pointed out which i shared with you um ben do you did you catch the parallel with the original thor uh, before Loki steps out and destroys the loom. So he says, he turns and he says, I'm doing this for you, for all of us. And then Mobius says no, and Sylvie says Loki. And that's exactly the same as the end of Thor. When he's, when hanging. he's hanging from the staff and he says, I was going to do it for you, father. 
for all of us. And Odin said, no, Loki. No, Loki. Oh. And it's the exact same, but it's got totally different meaning. Poetry and lines, baby. I missed it. I missed yeah. that part. I didn't. I didn't think of it when I was watching it no, until. It, I, yeah, I saw it on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, once again, it's been years since I saw Thor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, as a, as a, like, again, that full circle, that arc, that closure feeling for Loki, the fact that it parallels like his good intentions gone wrong, like good intentions in the original mm-hmm. Thor, like what he thought was right it's because he right. was misguided, his, in, and what he's yes. doing here and actually succeeding at what he wanted to be. And if you remember in Avengers, like when he's in Germany, he's like, you guys, free will is an illusion. You don't want free will. You guys are ants, you know, like, and, and, and now he's here and now to he's be here the protector of free will. To give literally trillions upon trillions upon trillions of people, including the bad guys, the free will to do what they want. I'm like, man, that's mm-hmm. like, that's like some of the strongest character growth like we've had. And this is not even our first Loki. That's just crazy. We've had two good Lokis. Uh, like it's was, just, that's really crazy. Like I was saying, the character growth of Loki both times, both in the main MCU and in the show, has been phenomenal. Yeah. It, it has just been a treasure. I mean, look, ever since Tom Hiddleston, we first saw Tom Hiddleston as Loki, I loved him as Loki. Did you know he auditioned to be Thor? Yes, I do know that. Wow, um, what a world. Yeah, what a world. <laughs> but and you can tell that Tom Hiddleston himself loves playing this character. He is having an absolute blast. Yeah, and just seeing how good of a performer he is to go for, to revert back to 2012 Avengers Loki and have that different, essentially branch variant version of him grow into the god of time is just a wild ride. Because you have the you have the main one who dies a hero's death in fight in, in, in by Thanos in front of his bro, in front of Thor, which drives into Infinity War. But then you get this other one where he saves. Like Brian said, trillions upon trillions upon trillions of li- quintillions of lives by powering the different timelines. It's 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 almost like unquantifiable how like how big this finale is. Like, yeah. like when you just look at it, he's walking down a court, he's walking down a path, and he's grabbing like he's grabbing uh, uh str- like strings, right? That yes. You have to realize that like like I we I know like we all realize that, but like yo, that is like so cosmic, and that's like only something a comic book could do, and they did uh-huh. it on a TV show. And I'm like, that's I mean, just like, God bless you guys for even trying it. Because again, like, they, this could have been really like cheesy or really like sappy and not in like the good way or like really over explained. And it's like, they, they nailed it. This is a good time to shout out that Natalie Holt is an incredible composer. Oh, thank you. And, I the, would, music, yes. and the music for Loki was exceptional Bro, this season. Yeah, yeah dude. Loki's theme the is like was... so good. Oh, man. Oh, we didn't highlight it all, but I really liked I thought it was cute. The the opening Oh, going backwards. Going backwards yeah. for the Marvel Studios at the top of episode. Oh six. yeah, I did. I did find that was. I actually, I saw that. I was like, "Hey, look, honey, they're going." Oh, I watched this with my fiance. I was like, "Look, it's going backwards." She's like, "Huh?" And she, we we watched the opening. She's like, "Oh yeah, you're right." I thought yeah. that was really cute. That was a yeah, funny be- bit. beautiful, incredible ending. Like, like maybe maybe my favorite like finale of any of these shows. Like honestly, like I'm, I, I've been thinking about it for, like since I watched it. I don't know what finale could top it. No, no, <laughs> like I mean, like the thing is, like the finale. I love Loki season one has the best finale besides this. Yeah, uh, the finale makes the season and the show great. Mm-hmm. And like, there are things that would have el- that have held it high. Obviously, we were all like very high on season one. Uh, stuff in season two, despite that, like still having like Loki has had really good high production value. The finale retroactively does make things about the show better. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I do think it's helped by the fact that, like, even as we were having our conversation, none of the episodes were outright bad. Mm -hmm. There are just problems this yeah. season. Yes. Um, and the but the finale, like, you stick that landing. I question still: Did we have to get to this landing now? Yes. Or should we have should we have postponed it another season to give more time for these characters to breathe? Or should we have just altered what we did if we were going to get here now? But it's one hundred percent absolutely correct that this is the ending you want. This mm -hmm. is the ending to nail mm -hmm. is to give Loki this full character arc, and like in that context, yes, absolutely brilliant. Uh, there's a great, uh, uh, real quick, Ben, because uh, now actors can do press. So, like, Marvel is putting guns to elder actors' heads, so they're all, they're all doing press now. So, Tom Hiddleston was on Jimmy Fallon, and uh, he, he has, like, he he talks so eloquently and so beautifully about Loki. Like, he, he's, this isn't just an actor, he's like, oh, this is a role I do. Like, he loves this character. And the way he talks mm -hmm. about the journey and, like, how much he, like, the process and, like, be, getting to become, like, this good Loki, like, it's a really great interview. And I'm like, I'm so happy for him, because, like, if he never got to talk about the show, I'd be so bummed because like the show's yeah. so, he's so he's so good in it. I mean, I would love I'm I'll probably watch that interview just for Tom Hilston. Uh, just yeah, to, just to hear Tom Hilston talk about Loki. But I want to agree with Sparks and I want to talk and I want to like mention that that I also it's really weird that I want more, but at the same time I don't. Mm -hmm. I wanted stuff to I, I would have been fine if like the ending we got here would have been the ending of season three still would have been perfect i would have loved to have more stuff with renslayer and miss minutes and a whole bunch of others you know a whole bunch of other stuff in them in between and all that stuff and there are stumbles but it's so weird how they stumbled but they stuck the landing so well and as i mentioned at the very top uh, i'm sorry uh real quick spark sparks and they stuck the landing so well they i did not need a post-credit scene I didn't need a teaser. I didn't need a Loki will return. I didn't need any of that. I was just like, this is an end. And it's been so, I feel like it's been so long since we got an end. End game, honestly. End, yeah, end game. And that was how many years ago now? Well, no, I'm sorry. Guardi Guardians tech, I guess. But yeah. like, I'm in sure. a way. Yeah. In a way, yeah. In a way, in a way. Oh God, Guardians was this year. That was such a good movie. Yeah. Besides definitely. the point. Beside the point. For, for certain characters, an end, and you feel it. Yeah, I'll say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, um, Sparks. You were gonna say. No, no, no. What you were, what you brought up earlier is that you know this didn't make you fully to the point where you would say satisfied but content. And I think I echo a lot of that. Where it's like I want to say it's a one hundred percent home run because for Loki it is. Yeah. But it's not for Sylvie. No. And it's not for B-15. And it's not for ele other elements of the story that I cared about up to this point. And it's a real bummer, I think, to sit here because, like, I love it. I love the ending. It's so absolutely correct of what it needed to be for Loki as a character. But other elements of the show got missed on the way to get here. And it's a real bummer when the show was that good and yeah. had so much mm -hmm. there. And so when I think... Are you satisfied by the finale? It's so it's a mixed bag because I'm like, yes, in the sense of Loki and Mobius, sure. Yeah. But pretty much everybody else, no. I'm not satisfied in terms of Renslayer. Right. I'm not satisfied with where Sylvie is. Like, I don't partially because like I don't disagree with where she, where where characters end up, but I don't like the journey that they did to get there. It's not, it doesn't feel fulfilled. Yeah. I, and we wouldn't feel this way if season one wasn't so strong with all the characters. Yeah. Like right. like Sylvie rules and B-15 had her arc of becoming a good person. I'm like, and then they both get dropped this And season. Renslayer was like set up yeah. to have more. Yeah. And doesn't. Yeah. 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 And that's what that's what's so yeah. tough because like 
I want to say 100% fully satisfied with this thing because in a sense I am. Yeah. But in another yeah. sense, I'm woefully saddened by the fact like mm-hmm. I don't want more of Loki, as you said, Ben, but I find myself sitting here being like, I did want more from Sylvie though. I did. Yeah. I'm glad she's not dead. I'm, I did want more from, from Mobius to an extent, but nowhere near as much as Sylvie or I, Renslayer or B-15. Yeah. I, I agree that, um, Renslayer, Sylvie, and B-15, their endings are kind of like, bleh. but I did like um, uh, Crap Baskets, Mobius. Mobius. I love how Mobius was able to see him with his kids. Yeah, and yeah, that, he, that's the, the, the end that, part. Yeah. That was really, to me, that was like, that was nice. And then how it the camera zooms out and it's Loki closing his eyes because he can see him. Like, time like I, yeah, that's I that's like, a great final line. Like, oh, I'm just gonna sit here and let time pass because that's something he's never been able to experience because he's worked mm-hmm. in a TV for who knows how long now. Also, yeah, thought, um, oh, uh, just real quick, like, um, also the poetry and sadness of Loki's position because his biggest fear and the biggest thing he didn't want was to be alone, right. and so the sacrifice he's making and feeling the weight of that. He's as alone well. on a throne. So like he got what he wanted and, and like, but, but he also got his worst, his, the thing he wanted least, which is to be alone. Yeah. But he's doing yeah. it for people he cares about. True hero. Yeah. And he, and he can, and because he's the now the God of time, he can check in on them. He could see how they are. And it, to me, Loki had did a noble sacrifice as mm-hmm. much as he doesn't want to lose his friends. He's like, in order to save them, I have to lose them. And it sucks. It's that, to to me, that's the mark of a true hero. It's like you there's something you're willing to fight to the nail for, but when you know, you know, um the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, essentially. Yeah. True. Uh Commander Spock. And this is what Loki does. He needs to save everyone, he needs to give up the thing he wants most, which is his friends. Yeah. And uh, I thought that and to me, I thought that was powerful. But I do want to hundred percent agree with Sparks that I wanted more stuff for Sylvie, Obi, and and um everyone else. Yeah. And it's just tough when you walk away from something so great and you don't, you can't, even though you're like, I should, I should feel fully sated, completely done. I don't need to come back to any of these characters. And I don't feel that way. There are certain people I don't feel that way. Yeah. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm hoping again, like, I I don't know how much uh, Deadpool three, like TV stuff will, but like, can't be that, but like, I, I have a feeling that like, we'll probably see these characters again whether it's not until the end where we get to the king dynasty stuff and that's like where it's probably going to be pretty central uh but i haven't but like these are all great characters and like i think marvel knows that too and like mm-hmm. that's why i don't think they killed any of them because like we can come back to them uh we can't i no. don't want them to come back to loki anytime soon right i do have a question for the both of you though Hollow. <laughs> do you guys think that okay when would you like to see tom hilston as loki again do you have well, an idea or do you just not know and you just wanted to let it happen gradually well, or at least have no, it when it think, happens? I don't think anybody knows, like for real. But like I, I definitely have a, a good theory just going off my, my comic book knowledge from Secret Wars. I think there's a decent chance that we don't see him again only because I think there's a possibility Tom Hiddleston will say no. Yeah. I think okay. even I think he, he might care enough about this character that even if he if he feels the story isn't right, I don't think he'll do it. Even for mm-hmm. money. I don't think he will. I think there's a good chance of that. Um, that being said, I think the obvious answer is probably Secret Wars. Yeah. Um, that there will be some contextual stuff. If the multiverse is going to be reset, as many suspect it will, um, then he would show up there. I think we... I, I'm sorry, I can't continue. Uh, but I, uh, if I had my way, 
I would I would hold off a long time. I wouldn't mind seeing like an older Tom Hiddleston who's been there a long time and like a yeah. kind of like like whatever the next the the far down the road the the like true like rebirth era like we're getting ten old. years from we now. are getting old ten years from now yeah and we're we're you know passing out of this early these early phases of the MCU into something new and that's when Hiddleston's Loki is there as like something wholly new is and like he's he's the guy right he's like the guy you want to mm-hmm. see right as it's going out it's like he's he's now de facto representative of like this era is passing a new era is beginning yeah uh and i think that's where i would want to see him i would be a hundred i would be fine with not seeing loki for years as in mm-hmm. disney just tells tom is like hey you take your break but we might reach out to you in X amount of years if you want to. And he'll be like, okay, yeah, enough time has passed. I'm ready to play Loki again. Um, but honestly, because part of me thought, I was like, how funny would it be if he met Wade or if he would see Thor again, maybe in Chris Hemsworth last film, he um, they play again, they they team up again or something. I'm not 100% sure. But because I don't want to keep speculating or just like pick things like, oh, we can do all this. Because right now, I am 100% okay with letting the character, air quotes, rest. Yeah. I am fine with stepping away from Loki with Marvel tr- doing the whatever plans they have and with like Kang or Doctor Doom or whatever. But as of right now, as Loki, the god of mischief slash time is concerned, I'm good. Yeah. I'm at, I am happy. I am content. Tom Hiddleston did an amazing job. Would I like to see him back as Loki? Absolutely. He is amazing. But I am fine with letting him do his thing. Maybe he comes back in Secret Wars. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he comes back earlier or later. Who knows? But as of right now, I'm just fine with him just chilling on that throne. Yeah. I'm also totally open to another Loki variant showing up for something. Like yeah. if Hiddleston's back as a different Loki, like, yeah, go off. I, I'll watch him mm-hmm. do whatever he wants as a different Loki. Absolutely. Um, specifically seeing this version, I'm like, that's got to be chosen carefully. So that's the thing. Um, yeah. This, but I want to see Sylvie again. For I, sure. I do too. Like, like, especially after she got done dirty, like yeah. season one, like I, I was all about that character yeah. and I'm like, you have to be really fun with it. Uh, I, I, before like all of this, this arc ends, like secret wars being the end of this thing. Like I think Thor should see what his brother has become. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be really important for Thor, someone who's always been behind Loki's back and is always like, except for, you know, the Loki that gets killed in Infinity War. Like they've been enemies for most of their life. And to see him transcend even Thor, where he's even more powerful than Thor is, I think that would be incredibly powerful for both those characters. Uh, in terms of him showing up again, I don't think he needs to show up at all until Secret War stuff, because that's when the big mm-hmm. multiverse stuff's really going to be popping. I'm going to talk about I, comic book real quick, but you go first, Ben. No, no I was going to say, if there is a scene, because... Chris Hemsworth is still sent on to do to to do a few Avengers films, right? Um, I'm, sh- I'm sure he will show up. He's yes. like he's on an open contract, but due to um, because he his health, he he is a higher percentage likely to have Alzheimer's. He's taken mm-hmm. a backseat from acting to focus more on making like wonderful memories with his family right now because right, he's right, concerned right. about developing it in the future. And he's right, like, I right. want to savor what I have now because I don't know how long I'll have it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So he's, he's like open, but it's, it's very like limited. Yeah, I'm sure okay. we won't see another Thor movie like the next oh, couple no. years, but I, I think he will show up for an Avengers. Movie. I think he'll show up again at some point. Yeah. Oh no. I have a, f- 
because I was curious that if because I'm 99 percent sure Love and Thunder wasn't his last stint as Thor, but you guys because yeah I do remember that he did say that hey, I might get it because yeah 100 spend time with your family dude you deserve it, but I do kind of hope that he does show up in Secret Wars and we do get and he does see Loki what happened to him. I would like to, uh, to me that would be a good closure. Loki hasn't seen what Thor has become since then too, because this is still 2012. Right. So like Thor has gone through; right. he has a daughter now. <laughs> I think I think if you did, but Loki has seen it now. Oh, t- true, but you know what I mean. That Loki's seen talk, all the different. No, Thor's you know what I mean. Those yeah, 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 like actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not the same. They're not from the same universe. Oh, that's true. So I that's mean, you know, true. they're like adjacent universes. Yeah, but the audiences but, don't care. I hear you, but like Loki's seen it. But yeah. I, I, I get that. I get that desire. It's not that I don't want to see it. I don't really trust the MCU to nail it. Yeah. Right, which is why I still sit at the like. I kind of hope that if Hiddleston feels it's not right, he won't do it, even if it would be mm-hmm. like that. Feels like it can easily get a little fan servicey. Sure, yeah. Obviously, I think there's a way where like probably what the MCU does to adapt it is something where like Thor. This would be cool um, if Sylvie tells Thor that Loki did this, mm-hmm. and Thor, when he sees what how things are collapsing, Thor goes and seeks Loki out. Yeah, and finds him at the the center of it all um i think that'd be really powerful and cool yeah um but so i think there's a way i just i don't i don't know how much i trust currently marvel to execute it well well the guy who's writing that movie wrote loki season one michael waldron so i have a little faith that he'll at least do something good because that's like uh he's i like i like his writing season one uh talk about comics just real quick because i don't want to get bogged down with comics you guys have not read which is 2016 secret wars by the god of comics jonathan hickman the Molecule Man, who is a, a weird Fantastic Four villain, got super promoted to being like a, a a a peon of the Beyonders. The Beyonders are the people who created the universe. Secret Wars, they are destroying all the multiverse to start it over again and all that shit, right? The Molecule Man is someone who is a constant in every single in every single universe in the multiverse. There is a Molecule Man who is the same guy in every single universe. And when the Beyonders want to restart stuff, they kill the Molecule Man. And because his power is reality warping stuff, it destroys the universe. So Secret Wars happens because like, like, uh, 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 in, in, uh, incursions start happening, things start bumping together, the Beyonders are here trying to restart everything, it's really big and explosive. Molecule Man is basically what Loki is. He is the constant of the multiverse. So there's a very easy way that like once all this shit starts happening, Loki is going to get involved because he is the guy who is in control of the multiverse. So like there's no way I don't see him at least being mentioned or shown, not even regarding the Thor, but like once this multiverse shit starts really popping off, Loki has to be involved because he's the one at the center of it. Uh, and he does not have to be a major character. Like the Molecule Man is not a major character in Secret Wars, but he is a prominent and important character. So I think Loki in some capacity will show up. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think so. I think that feels like, at least for me, like pretty spot on for what the comics try to do. You could do kind of a one-to-one adaptation of yeah. that. Yeah, I think there's there's obviously potential for it. Um, once once his once all of his like strengths are breaking and like he's like I what's this about like I gotta yeah do yeah, something. yeah I gotta investigate mm-hmm. yeah yeah um I think there's I think there's ways um personally I think where my concern about it comes from is the MCU's kind of allergy reaction to making it so anyone feels they had to watch something yes and mm-hmm. I'm like if you're gonna bring this Loki back you have to treat it as though people have watched this like mm-hmm. you can't just you can't just hand wave that they it the expectation has to be that you know this happened um yeah. and that's where i get the most nervous about the handling of it sure uh is it you know because i i i, I echo what you're saying at large ben is is 
if you're going to bring this version back, you've got to do now, it right because it's landing so well, I, importantly. This is not me uh, rebutting this, but just thinking of the Infinity War and Endgame, it's like, by the time we get to the end of this, they kind of expect you to have seen everything. And I think that's just how Kang Dynasty Secret Wars is going to play. Yes, so I like, think I think, I think that's, that's like, not on the audience, but like, they just kind of expect you, hey, if you're watching this finale, you should have known that this happened to Loki by but now. But this wasn't an Infinity War and Endgame problem because they didn't have shows. Yeah. And like now we have like many multi-episode shows and ones that people don't like. And so people like Loki. Right. Right. Which is which is good for us. Yes, a hundred percent. And I, I would prefer that the expectation is personally, I think like there's an amount of like you don't need to like ring it in their faces, but you should be embracing that these stories have happened. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a problem when they don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just just in general, uh, the MCU needs to be more embracing of the kind mm -hmm. of you should have a vague knowledge of everything. We shouldn't have to like backpedal and to try and catch you up for big things like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, like be aware right. of it to some degree, whatever. Um, that's why they make those assembled shorts. Like go watch an assembled short if that's really what it comes to. You're refusing to watch a television show, but I don't want the movies to like subtract from character growth mm -hmm. uh, in a to a degree where they feel like they have to handhold the audience back up to yeah. full knowledge. I, <clears throat> I have a feeling with just how like monumental like they made this show feel, like especially with the ending. Yeah. Like I, of all the TV shows, like Loki I think he has the best chance. I think yeah. Loki is the only one who has the best chance because he is an Avengers. Like he's like people are obsessed with Tom Hiddleston, whether it's because of Loki or it's just because Tom Hiddleston's a cool dude. Like so, I think of all the ones that like, I'm not as worried about for Loki because I feel like most people who are into the MCU at least watch Loki. Like they won't watch everything, but like they watch Loki, right? Like because he's he's like I love Miss Marvel and Shield, but like people don't want to watch those shows because like they're not they don't know those characters. I'm like, well, they don't and all have women. To, and they're women, but. <laughs> Not a problem. Go see the Marvels in theaters, please. <laughs> um, uh, I would. I just wanted to double check it because I remember us talking about it at some point. Um, it's only rumored; it was not fully reported. But Michael Waldron was rumored to be removed from Secret Wars at the same time they were saying they pulled the Quantum mm. writers off of um, okay. Dynasty. Well, hopefully he got a first script, a first draft done. Just uh, so uh, like we don't really know. I think that's all up in the air, especially as they're pushing the schedule back. I think a lot of things are that movie is not bit up in the air. coming out until twenty thirty. Yeah, for sure. Um, which I think is better. Um, True. Uh, they do make a cute allusion to uh, the events of Quantum Mania. Uh, oh, right. Mm -hmm. world, uh, but they handled yeah. it. That's yeah. cute. That is cute. And if you look close yeah. enough on the, on the file, it's you'll Kango. see a picture ah! of him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was cute. Um, yeah. I got, I got nothing else. Apparently, in the context of Quantum Mania, apparently TVA only gives a shit that he was about to be a problem in the 616 adjacent world uh, because they clearly didn't give a shit about the world he destroyed before. Because, uh, uh, oh, uh, Hope. Uh, she scans his mind and sees the destruction of another multiverse where he killed other Avengers. That's and right. Stuff. That's right. That's right. And yeah. so, like, apparently right. the TVA is like, "Well, that was fine, but like, he was almost a problem for Ant Man." There. Yeah, 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 he was stuck in a quantum realm. Thank God, we <laughs> yeah. don't have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's also funny because it's almost like, obviously, like I, I don't think they're going to completely like immediately get rid of Kang, but like, it is funny. It's like, eh, Kang, not actually that big of a problem. Don't worry about it. Who's Doctor Doom? He's that guy. I think they can all. I, I, I kind of hope that's not the route because I yeah. feel like, I, a, I think it's a disservice to Doom to just kind of shoehorn him in in place. Yeah. And like Kang's, it's stupid to think like, okay, we lost Jonathan Majors that you can't do Kang. There's so many other 
in black actors i just don't that understand can step that in and play king we literally have a show that's about variants where we have loki and sylvie and they just can't consider recasting why someone. are we acting like we didn't recast terrence howard, howard! on cheadle terrence howard is the new king <laughs> uh i I've, I've seen other people out there be like jonathan majors and i'm like i bet he doesn't want to do another franchise for disney but i'd be into that yeah um uh John Boyega, sorry. John Boyega. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you meant Terrence Stabbo, or Terrence uh, Stabbo. Yeah. I would be very into John Boyega. Stabbo. Yeah, man. There are so oh, many great, God. like, literally, and the thing is, like, what's that movie? Um, uh, Heath Ledger Passed Away. Imaginary with Dr. Pranassus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. the one? Where there was, like, four different people playing, playing that the character. same guy, yeah. Like, you can literally just cast a bunch of different actors. You don't yeah. have to, like, that. It's, it's the whole point of variance, guys. Come on, be... be I, Smokey literally, in the show, has multiple variants that don't look anything like Bro, him. in episode five, like, the Elioth episode in season one, mm. they fight a bunch of Lokis in, in... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, like, that's, like, a dozen random There's dudes. a black Loki. Yeah, there's an alligator! <laughs> yeah, we can... We don't have to be married to Jonathan Majors for all the cakes. Yeah, I just don't... I just don't know. I was about to say, the he who remains one closed its loop, and it's like, just you can just recast him. It's really not the end of the world. People, we can still do King storytelling. The 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 King setup as an idea is cool. They yeah. there's still a lot they can execute on it. I don't want them to get all chicken feet about it because they're like, no, yeah. well, we can't use majors anymore. Yeah. I was I was just about to say cast uh, Idris Elba, but I was like, no, but he was already in a Marvel franchise. He was uh, um Heimdall. Yeah, he's Heimdall. Heimdall, thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's like oh can't, can't, he's canceling yeah. the apocalypse. Yeah, that's man. I'm I I'm I love talking theory stuff like this, like some of my favorite stuff to do just because you know it, it gets the intertwined comics and stuff. So like I'm I'm excited about the future. I I really, really love these last couple episodes of Loki. Like uh mm -hmm. it does have problems, but man, like it it's again talking about like the wandavision thing like it like that's a great show with a bad ending and i don't think about the show as much and like it's I sh it shouldn't be that way but finales are really important like it's the last thing you see yeah. right so like i'm just glad it's stuck well, that especially, landing. especially when they're structured loki wasn't structured quite this way but especially in like the context of wandavision or others like that where it's very much structured like kind of watching like a long marvel movie yeah and, like that's how they thought of it yeah and like you feel yeah. that so like if the bad the ending is bad the ending's bad yeah um that's true. and like that that's you know falcon and winter soldier you know yeah, I try not to think about it. <laughs> but but like they couldn't land that plane and, and that makes the whole thing like not that the whole thing was solid beforehand, but like because that ending is so bad, it's it's rough. Or the ending of Secret Invasion, like, you know, whatever they had to pull their pits out of the fire on that one, like yeah. the ending of it kills it, and that's just how it works. Yeah, but yeah. Loki season two, it it helps. It helps with some of the problems. Um but they are there, and yeah. it's unfortunate that it wasn't flawless. Yeah, and and again, yeah. I am I am super stoked for for the directors Benson and Moorhead. Like they're moving on to Daredevil. Like that had some production woes, and they're like, yo, why don't we get the guys who are really good directors to help help uh, do this? And I'm like, you guys did something good there. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. I'm I'm really excited. I think they have this great a great they're just great directors overall. Like with with the good whether the writing's good or bad. Like yeah. I think they can give good performances from their actors. Like I'm for just, sure I'm so excited for for the future of Marvel right now. To be honest. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Things are looking up, which is really nice to see. Because for a while, it's like, ah, oh, we burnt out. What's what's wrong with Marvel? Now it's like, okay, we're. I mean, I it's say... important. It's important to remember, as I'll try and always remind that, like, we we have been still. Um, we are just starting to really come out of the productions that weren't affected by like heavy COVID stuff, yep. weren't affected by like the shakeups with Chapek when they were talking about the television shows. Mm -hmm. Like we are still just coming out of the era where like those decisions affected these productions yep. because it takes a while for us to see the changes that are happening behind the scenes and the reactions to fans not jiving with things. Like those haven't completely taken hold yet in the product in the products that we've been given. So we can't like 
<laughs> the machine's moving so fast, it's going to take time for it to catch up to, to the way we're reacting to it. And uh, yeah, to pivot and to make changes because a lot has been happening behind the scenes trying to get there. But like, we are not really deep into the products yet that are affected by that change. There's an Ironheart TV show that is that was that was supposed to come mm. out this year that is just pushed until who knows when. Yeah. And like that bums me out because <laughs> like that's again like like COVID really messed some things up and like in, in so mm -hmm. many different things. And I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm not as. But even then that was also like deep in the Chapek era of like he was just like green lighting show, show, show yeah. again. Like and they were I, I don't think it's wrong to think that like there was an overflux of mcu shows and it really needs to be thought about who needs a show and who needs a movie thank god armor wars got changed to a movie yeah that's awesome good for yeah good for don Cheadle, man he deserves that big movie time he does well i love it okay. love, love talking to you guys about, about this stuff in a broad sense sorry it's just because this thought is here yeah. i think in a broad sense a lot of the disney plus shows i wish had been more like miss marvel um where we were getting like or iron heart where we're getting a lot of those characters. If you really were going to go for the young Avengers, like do build them up in shows. There's more time to spend with them while they're young. If you're doing these shows and True. then bring them all together. We're going to have a, we're going to have a stranger Things situation where all these teenagers are now 30. Yeah. 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 <laughs> those little boys from WandaVision really will play the teenage versions of them. <laughs> hey, it's me. It's they wicked. Will. <laughs> that, they will. Uh, yeah. Well, anyways, I think that's about it. Yeah. 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 That's about it. Love it. Love it. You can be happier. You want to take us out, Sparks? Because I'm never going to. Yeah, yeah. I will. you're better <laughs> at this. Been, this has been Fake Nerds Watch over on the Fake Nerd Podcast and the Fake Burn Network and all that stuff where we talk about all kinds of things. We are fortunately uh, uh, free of the SAG strike, hoping that the actors got everything they wanted um, uh, because we really think they deserve everything they were asking for. So uh, we're finally releasing uh fake nerds files and fake nerds watch content as you'll know because um they're coming out in the order of what we recorded them so this so, isn't so coming this out is when little, we recorded it so this is a little bit behind from the end of loki but that's okay yeah uh and so we hope you're enjoying it there's plenty that we are talking about there's plenty more ahead um we also do a ton of basement arcade basement arcade pause menus conversation with our co-host brandon t mcclure is going on uh all kinds of stuff of course our regular episodes please check that all out wherever you can uh fakenerpodcast.com to get information about all the shows and what's going on um subscribe here on youtube subscribe on the audio feeds like uh please and review it helps and that's all of it so uh ryan where can they find you you could find me just reading more comic books about loki because i because after this episode i was like man i gotta read some more loki comics at dj tony snark ben you can find me being burdened with a glorious purpose at Ben Mac at 27 on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Threads. You can also find me writing for Old School Gamer Magazine, Fusion Gaming Magazine, go to Nintendo.com, and playing Mary Frankenstein on Dean Dark. Because we all know Mary Frankenstein is definitely burdened with glorious purpose. Mm. You can also find me uh, eagerly anticipating the future of the MCU at SparksWitty on Instagram, Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty. All right, until next time. Stay fake, nerds.